Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the fancy pants designer, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. I swear to God, if you haven't seen Cloud Atlas yet, I am withholding the holiday <laughs> hail on Saturday. <laughs> On this week's episode, we are going to discuss copious Marvel stories, including Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Daredevil, along with other assorted news and nuggets, all before diving into our travesty, our film of the week, Phantom Thread. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We're drinking River Horse Juiced IPA, which, much like me, has a large animal without a shirt (laughs) rippling with muscle while pumping a dumb old school dumbbell with the big round dumbbell or uh, uh, barbell uh, ends, we should like, reach out to them and see if we could use this as our new logo, or just replace <laughs> just replace you in the logo. Just use this. With... No, just use this logo and just paste my face over oh, the hip. So much and better. I could white torso. <laughs> see, it took us together. We got there. I mean, because <laughs> it's a pretty great physique. I, I wish it was mine. I wish I was that skinny. I, I'm I'm not. I, this hippopotamus has a 17 pack. <laughs> I have a considerable amount more fat on my stomach than this than this hippo does. You will notice uh, that I use an odd number, and I encourage you to take a closer look and notice that there is an odd number of abdomen abdominal muscles going on there. Um, well, I'm a little confused because he has side abs. Yes. And when I say side abs. I don't mean obliques. I know what obliques are. He has... <laughs> abs on abs on abs. Abs next to abs next to abs. I'm, I'm very confused. That it's being weird. said, uh, this is a hazy... Fun. This is a hazy New England-style juice bomb India Pale Ale from River Horse Brewing Company in Ewing, New Jersey. Uh, it is one pint, our favorite. Comes in um, pints. And it's 8.5% alcohol by volume. Mm. That's a... Uh... The thing is, it says it says all the things it needs to say, you know? Also, you know what I'm realizing as we were having this conversation? What's that? That's not a hippo. I completely forgot that it's a manatee. Oh, is it? Because that's, isn't that what a river horse? Or no, it's a sea cow. Maybe it is a This is a hippopotamus. A, maybe it is a hippo. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the face could kind of pass for either. And considering it has an anthropomorphic body, um, yeah, I'm going to... It's a hippo. Let's have a drink. We're good. We're good with hippo. Cheers. Shall we? Shall we? What did you cheers against? That was a special. Is that something you're going to pop later? Way to spoil the surprise. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do that with words today? That, <laughs> just I mean, you know how big be all family, guy fan, family guy fan I've been over the years. And um, speaking of which, uh, my cousin Mike texted me the other day and asked me if I'd seen the most recent one, and I had meant to send the video of it to you. They are trying to con rich people at a country club, and they see the most rich heiress of the whole area there. Okay. And they say her last name, and her last name takes like 90 seconds. (laughs) And it's like every rich name, like Forbes, like everything that you can imagine strung into one name. Oh, it's so good. And it just keeps going on, and it's that whole thing we talk about, like, where it keeps going on to a point where it's not funny, and then it's funny again. Right. The thing is, they say the name three times during no. the episode. <laughs> and each time <laughs> do they take their time with it? Yeah. No, no, they say the name as fast as you can, like, it's, it sounds almost sped up, but there's so many names, and there's, like, other things in there, there's, like, like fake names, like, there's Lannister is one of the names in there. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole thing is, 
I was like, you know, this, you know, it was like, you know, Forbes, you know, Armani, et cetera, et cetera, so on, so on. Montgomery, something, 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 something. Second Montgomery, something, something, oh something, 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 something. A third Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was funny. <laughs> so, and then actually, the third time they did it, it I'm surprised I didn't even think about it. When you were doing the thing, can you hear me more now? Or like there is you were leaning forward and back from the microphone. Yeah, they do it. There's a door to the locker room and they hear them saying the name outside and the door is swinging open and shut. So it's cutting off part of the name. <laughs> That's again. amazing. Like Ace Ventura screaming through. Yes. The soundproof glass. That's great. What do you, what do you think of this beer? About this delicious also, beer. Also, one more second. I pushed the can a little bit further away from myself and got another glimpse. Um, he's wearing some short shorts, this hippopotamus. Oh yeah, it's this, this whole you know, thing is ridiculous. You know what those are? Those are like those like diving trunks. Like if yeah. you watch them, like like in like Olympic divers, like that's what they wear. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if this hippopotamus were to turn around, the cheeks would be hanging out. Oh, absolutely. That's... But they'd be they'd be rippling and glorious, <laughs> just like every other inch of his very well muscled body. So fun fact about this beer: uh, got it this summer. Uh, Kim and I, we went with uh, my brother and sister-in-law and um, our cousins to a lake house for, for just for a weekend. It was our, it was the Christmas gift we all gave to each other for the previous year. We were like, nice. we're not going to do gifts. We're just going to go. We're going to get drinks. We're going to bring food. We're going to grill. We're going to hang out. That's what we're going to do. And it's like, this is you a wonderful idea. if I had to get Christmas gifts for my family? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you, would need, you would need a job unto itself just to afford that. Yes, an entirely second job, full time. <laughs> just for Christmas just gifts. Just for Christmas gifts. So we decided to do that instead. And this we, uh, we found ourselves at this liquor store that had just one of those. It had one of those walk-in refrigerators for the beer. Oh, nice. It was really, like, that was really cool. They also, they had, they had a lot of stuff. Um, this was one of the things that I saw. Now, you, Al read this to you. A hazy New England-style juice bomb India Pale Ale. Now, you've listened to this show. You've listened to me. There's no way I'm walking past that and not getting it. Yes. This, is, this, is, this beer might as well have my name on it. Also, it pretty well fit with the whole hashtag shop local, drink local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you in New Jersey. Fit right, I mean, right in. It's in state. I don't know where Ewing is. If that's close to you or close to where it is, I've I've had one or two of their other of their beers. I've had their um, Belgian Triple, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Their Summer Blonde what, is pretty good. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember liking that a lot. A friend of mine referred it to me. But so the thing is, I saw this. I cracked this can. I took a sip, and I was really I was expecting to be blown away, and I wasn't. And I think, I think I had the bar set a little too high because of the words they used on the can. Coming I mean, this back is a really it, good. This is a really good beer. I like this a lot. Well, and that's the thing. Coming back to it now, I'm actually, I, I am really enjoying it. It's delicious. But for whatever reason, I think I was expecting like, like the top of the top, and it's not. Uh, I it's mean, not it's that. a solid brewery. It's good. It's 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 a good brewery. It's a great beer, but it's not the exact flavor that I was thinking of when I read those words, and I think I was just disappointed. I mean, as soon as I took a sip, I was like, "This is a pretty juicy New England style IPA." And it's definitely hazy, uh, and a little bit chunky. It's de- uh, definitely chunky. Not the word that I appreciate when I'm drinking my beers, but it's there, and I, I see you. <laughs> I see it. Just like I see the, just like I see these chunks. Just like these, um, this, this 
spewing chunks all through my glass here. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me of this story. Uh, Wait, hang on. But before we go off track, I do want to say it is delicious and I do approve of it. <laughs> yes. Okay, going back. What's your story? It's very, very pleasant aroma. Um, so, you said I, it's, I see the... It's spewing chunks. Mm. So, we all went... Guilty. Me and, a group, me and a group of my friends went to... A craft beer festival festival in the city a few festival. years ago. Festival, <laughs> festival in the city a couple of years ago. Uh, like the like New York or New York City like it's the biggest one that they do in the city. They do it once a year. Okay. Um, and we went there, great time, drank a ton of beer, mm. and they also had like hand rolled cigars there. Nice. Yep, yep. So we bought cigars. Come back. We said we're going to keep the party going. We're going to hang out at someone's house. We're hanging out, out out back by like their pool deck, and the, our host, who I will remain nameless, though if he's listening, and he does sometimes listen, uh, he will know who is being referred to. Um, he started smoking a cigar. I guess he's not a big cigar smoker. Mm. He seems to like them. Okay. But he is not physically equipped to deal with it, especially after heavy drinking. Mm. Yeah, and that can that can get you. He's the type who, like, he'll he's Irish. He'll drink, 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 but then he just crashes. Oh, okay. Like, many times we find him sleeping just on the floor, under a table, especially under coffee tables. It's happened several times. Mm-hmm. Um, like he'll uh, now. I, I will say though, he he knows when it's his time. Sometimes, like, I don't think he he doesn't just like fall there. Like, he puts himself to bed. The problem is he doesn't put himself to bed on a bed and couch all the time. Sometimes it's just on the floor. It's um, where where it feels right. Yeah, so, like, like there'll be times, like, we'll all be hanging out, and, like, all of a sudden, he's just gone. And it's, like, no one's seen him for 20 minutes. It's like, oh, God. And, like, we'll go looking Check around. Check the and tables like, and chairs. Yeah, he's just curled up in, like, a random-ass place or on a couch sometimes. Not all okay. Uh, it's like, okay, I guess he put himself to bed. Um, So he was fine. He's drinking. We were all drinking. We are having a good time. We smoked the cigars, and he gets really quiet. And I'm like, oh, God, he's gonna like pass out or throw up like right whatever so happens just, like, next is not gonna be ideal and like we're like finishing up the cigars whatever so he gets up and like silently and just goes to walk inside and i was like i don't know if he was going to the bathroom or if he's going to throw up or if he's going to bed it was at his house so it wasn't <laughs> a big deal um so he's walking around and we're we're starting we're like kind of like messing like, like oh he's gonna go throw up and then all of a sudden we hear this sound and i'm like oh my god and a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Caleb, goes, oh, my God, he's, like, chunking over there. No. <laughs> he said it's a verb. And it, it, sounded ah. like, it sounded like he was walking and, like, splattering. That's And we're all gross. like, oh, God. And it's, like, pitch black where he is. And he's, like, he just stops dead in his tracks. He's, like, it, guys, it's just dead leaves. I'm just trampling through the dead leaves. <laughs> it sounded like he was, like. Spewing. <laughs> that's right. That's from awesome. that day on, we only refer to throwing up as chunking. Okay, no, that's that's appropriate. Heart makes it so much worse. <laughs> it's that's so bad. It is so bad. That is just. Oh, there's nothing good about that. Um, Going back to this delicious this beer, sold, which is way better than chunking. This chunky beer. Yeah, it's tasty. I I like it. I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I saved it so that we can we can do it. Uh, but. Uh, I very much approve. I also it also benefited from uh, sitting out for a minute. Temperature wise, it's it's reached perfect temperature. <laughs> oh yeah. And it was it might it in my uh, in the beer's defense, it was probably a little too cold when I drank it. 
Okay. That can lead to some of the subtleties we're missing. (laughs) Underwhelming experience, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, this is a a picture perfect example of the style of New England IPA. I am very pleased with it, and it's and for being eight and a half percent, like you can tell, it's like trending towards like the double IPA as far as like intensity, but it doesn't taste. You don't get that alcohol burn. No. Just just juice. Just juice and hops. Just juice and hops. Awesome. Uh, before we get into our stories for the week, I've just got I have a, many, of I've, which I have many. I've, I've got a dumb one for you. This is just a personal thing. So the other day, I, I'm, I'm going through a thing right now where if I were to leave this office right now, I open the door, it's just pitch black. The light out, the light down here is out. The light upstairs is out. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. That doesn't seem safe. Now, if you, you know my house well enough, there's a, the light that's above the stairs. Mm-hmm. There's no way to change it. Why? You need a ladder that yeah. is capable of going over steps, which I have just purchased and will be here Friday, which is at the time that I will be changing the light. <laughs> now, is it like a fixture or is it just a bulb? It's just a bulb. You could have gotten one of those telescoping poles. One would think. <laughs> I do have one of those telescoping poles. The problem is it is on a free-hanging wire. And as you twist, it just well, twists the wire. <laughs> I I guess I've never noticed. It's not the best, Al. It's as a matter of fact, it's the worst. And I was so I got the thing. It took me long enough. I got the thing it's on just the bowl. Hanging there on a wire. It's just hanging there. I don't think I've ever noticed that. I feel like I should have noticed that. Well, it doesn't sway or anything. Because why would it? Unless a strong breeze comes along, or unless you're me and you're trying to jam this thing around the bulb and untwist no, it. No, but like I've been the one to turn the last, like, like the last one out, turn the lights off, like before going to bed at your house, and mm-hmm. like I've turned the light off, and I would imagine that you know that flicker of motion, turning it on or off, you're drawn to the light source. I feel like I should have noticed. Yeah, it. it's it's hanging there. It's got a big thing around it. So it, it looks, is a fixture. It, no. <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a toilet paper roll. It's Are the, you describing a chandelier? It's the best. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it is it looks like a giant to- roll of toilet paper, and there is a light in the middle of it. It's just fabric, and there's like something <laughs> something a, a little bit better than a coat hanger that is holding it onto this light fixture, which is just a wire. <laughs> it's a wire with a socket, and this hanger thing is attached to the socket. This awkward sheath. And the toilet paper is around the hanger. So what I did was I got the telescoping rod out, and I, I changed the, the the attachment so that it fit the appropriate light bulb situation. Yeah. And Because uh, like, we have one of those, like, we haven't used it in a long-ass time, but, like, we've used that, and they're pretty handy. So got it around the bulb, then I started to twist it. And it doesn't give. Instead, what I, it doesn't twist. Instead, the whole thing turns very freely as I start to wrap, just just wind up this wire that's hanging from the ceiling. It's Wait, just winding idea, up. Idea. Yeah. Second telescoping pole. Yeah, tried this. Okay, so here's... <laughs> <laughs> so I tried the second telescoping pole. I was like, okay, as I'm turning it, the toilet paper is turning. Now, if I were to take this second tel- telescoping pole and put it on the metal wire and continue to turn, I could at least hold that piece still, assuming... That that piece is mounted to the socket so that it would hold it still. 
right? Seems like seems fair. That seems like a good approach. I it, obviously that's what you just thought of doing. That's exactly what I thought of. So I go to also, do that. Also, there's a missing component to this. Mm. Um, someone video taping <laughs> you with the two telescoping poles. Gold. There was also a lot of vulgarity. It's being Gold, shouted, Gold. <laughs> just being shouted at this light. So started to twist it, uh, holding on to it. Now, now I'm starting to get somewhere. I'm trying to twist it. I'm like, okay, cool. It's not going anywhere. So I gotta get it just, just right. I can't be too, can't do this too hard, right? Anything can go wrong at any moment right now. I could slip. I could drop the thing off of, like, it can come off the bulb. I could fall down the steps. Wouldn't be the first time. So I'm twisting, twisting the thing. Those cats, those cats and like, got you. They, they all get you. And I, and I finally think I got it. And I go to, to make that twist that I think is going to actually loosen the bulb. But it loosened the pseudo coat hanger. <laughs> and now that is off on a 45 degree angle. <laughs> it's just hanging there and clearly cannot be used to stabilize the twisting of this. So then I did some abrupt twisting, stop. Twist really fast, stop. I didn't get anywhere. And then I was like, okay, I give up. I bought the ladder. The ladder comes right. I'm going to deal with that. But before I bought the ladder, I then unhooked the, uh, the light. Now, mind you, I've been at this for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> and the I, I don't give up that easily. <laughs> so when I let go of it, what I then realized was I must have twisted this thing a lot. And it just started whipping around in circles to unwind. And I was certain <laughs> that the light bulb was going to come flying out and crash on the ground at any moment. Which I would have been okay with because I would have qualified that as a success. It, it did not. Instead, right now, what we have is the the toilet paper is just haphazardly hanging on its side. The light bulb may or may not fall out at any moment. <laughs> I really hope that someone is listening to this and aren't paying that close attention. Because there was a pretty good section of that where it would have been a very confusing conversation to listen to. <laughs> As you're talking about aggressively twisting it really quick and then not and aggressively <laughs> twisting it really quick. And yanking on it, and <laughs> then you let go and just started spinning on its own. We'll, we'll just we'll cut that out as the preview of this episode, and just just tweet that out. Because, like, does does your episode contain explicit material? Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the ladder's coming Friday. I'll deal with it then. You know how once the ladder is here, this turns into a, like a, a minute and thirty second job. Oh, 100%. It's 30 seconds off the ladder, 30 seconds to change it, 30 seconds down the ladder, and it's game over. I've, I've lost a lot of time with with that stupid telescoping wand thing. No, but this has all been worth it because it's made for a delightful anecdote. There was so, a lot of just, you, come on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so now this is turning into the Nick Swartzen stand-up where he's talking about playing video games with his friends. And living above this girl in the apartment, <laughs> and she thought he was into really aggressive, brutal gay orgies. <laughs> That's great. I, that that was a good one. Ah, uh, stupid fucking light bulb. Uh, the other one I just need a light bulb for. That one's easy. It's just that I just gotta buy a light bulb and switch it out, and then I could see up for I could see at least partially the way up the stairs. Definitely, just, invest, definitely invest in the LED light bulbs. Save you a ton on electricity. Well, see, that's the thing. I do every every one that I replace, I've replaced with one of those. The ones that are have not been replaced yet are the ones that are continuing to go. So as they go, they get they get upgraded. Nice. All right, let's get into our stories. How many 
nuggets and news. There were three stories that probably overlap with three of yours, and that's it. So you have a lot of stuff. I have several stuffs. The, um, the, 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 the things on this list here are Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Daredevil. Yeah, no, I don't have anything on those. I just assumed we would talk about them. Okay, okay. I have, like, five other things. Excellent. Although one of them is a very brief one. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the very brief one? Sure. Um, so, allegedly, we will be receiving next week... Sorry, I'm stalling slightly to find this. Allegedly, we will be receiving next week a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer to drop Ooh, at some point. Next week? Next week. They're the, just... The first trailer should be dropping next week. I've got questions. Uh-huh. Um, what sort of questions? Well, do we know... Do we already know what time frame this movie takes place in? Um... Well, I have to assume it's post-Infinity War, Endgame, whatever, because it's coming out after it. Sure. And also because, spoiler alert, guys, but Spider-Man ashed. Right. So how, I guess, I'm just curious, like, how do you play anything without giving something away? I don't know, but just the fact that it exists kind of gives it away. That's true. Also, they just confirmed to yesterday, the day before, that... Scott Derrickson is back to direct Doctor Strange 2. I, I noticed that. Which, Which we, is, we knew was going to happen. Yeah, sure. All, and, and I think there's, there's a difference, though, between knowing that these characters are not gone-gone, but I feel like we don't know what kind of world they're going to be living in. We don't know if there's any sort of change to timelines or histories or things like that, and the, a trailer could potentially give some of that away. Now, mind you... They they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will be very respectful of not telling us what happened and, and how. But the fact is, if they're going to have a trailer, because we all know the movie exists, because it's on the slate, we've been hearing a bunch about them shooting. It, they've, they've confirmned that Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio. Like, right. Like, so we know that Spider-Man will be back in some form. Is it this year? Sorry, is it 2019? This 2018's over. Is it this year? <laughs> <laughs> so, Captain Marvel comes out in February? March. March. And then they just moved up a week Endgame to April, April 26th, I think. Mm-hmm. And this one is in, like, June or August. Okay, so it is coming out in the sun. Oh, cool. Are those... Is that it for Marvel next year? Yes, I believe it is just those three. Okay. Oh, sorry. The, the official... Premiere is July fifth, twenty nineteen. Okay, the homecoming came out in July, didn't it? I don't remember. I think it did. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Okay, it was definitely a summer month. Right. So just just the three early on then, or at um, least so far. No, that's all they have on the slate. That's all that they've been shooting as well. Okay, Nothing cool. else is no. in production. That's good. That's... The, I mean, the next one that will go in into production will be. Well, the thing is, they're supposed to be in pre-production for Guardians 3, but because mm. of the James Gunn thing, that's been not only pushed back, but basically put on hold. That's unfortunate. Because they don't have a new director yet. Yeah. They haven't announced anything. That's a shame. I, in, unless it's Taika, I don't really... I've, I've got concerns. <laughs> yeah, I, they're going to have to find... They have to find... That one is so particular... 
like a lot of other <clears throat> of their other properties they could kind of do not with anyone but there's like a pretty good range of people they can do it with that, so we get Edgar right now well I don't think so because they already the basically bur burned that burned bridge yeah. with Ant-Man that's true yeah I mean he would be probably the right type of person the to music intertwined with the movie like I feel like he can actually and like I'm like the whipsaw like jokes and like yeah. like all that sort of stuff and like just having that nerdy background like yeah he would be on the short list, I would think, of the type of people who right. would want to replace him, but I, I don't see how they're going to do that, considering how much issue they had working with him the first time. Yeah, I guess we're just going to have to see. I'm very... You said Friday? That's when this thing's going to come out? Sometime next week. There's oh, no week. definitive date yet, okay. but uh, the this story is reporting that it will be sometime next week. Uh, that, is, that is very... I, I'm... Dude... I think you need to uh, re like rewrite the like let's reboot the anticipation article because they are killing it right now. Anticipation two point Seriously, like I that I'm very excited about because I absolutely I thought Homecoming oh it was just wonderful. It's a good time. <laughs> and I I'm yeah I'm very excited to see where that goes next. I show we got a lot of trailers. Yeah, you want to just go right in? Let's do just it. Knock all the Marvel stuff out. Let's start with Captain Marvel. Since okay. that was that's the oldest one at this point, <laughs> uh, you you liked it right out of the gate, correct? Yeah. The trailer. I enjoyed the trailer. I didn't think it was necessary. Um, I well, you didn't think it was necessary because you were already sold on going to see the movie. But the thing is, they right. got to give you a more substantial trailer than they've already given us. That's, that's fair. And so it was good. It was more or less what I expected in the sense that they they have learned how to do it without spoiling shit. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of the, you know, see, you know, maybe we should be careful with the whole thing. Was Spider Man Homecoming the the final trailers that they were giving us gave us way too much because they showed us Tony Stark helping with the the ship. That's that true. Was that was too much, and we don't know which of these scenes. Well, even it, I, I I can't say there's there's no scene in particular that I've picked out that I was like overly concerned with. No, but this still isn't the final trailer. You know we'll get another one True. in January, February. True. That being said, I imagine, so we'll, we're probably going to get a brand new trailer for Avengers Endgame during Captain Marvel. Yeah. Right? And then we'll get some post credit scene that really, really ramps it up. Would yes. Be, would be my guess. But um, the thing is, I, and I, I just, because I, I, they do, they do teasers really well. Um, I realized recently that I've talked about this a lot, how I hate trailers that give away too much. And that's because I actually, I think I just simply prefer teasers. I think teasers are a better way to get me amped up for, to get me personally. This is a personal thing. It's not a business thing. I understand why they need to do the trailers. It gets me more excited for the movie because I don't want a lot of information. I just want a general idea of what I'm getting myself into. I agree with you in theory, but the thing is, I know for a fact there's been several movies over the years that I saw a teaser and I was like, eh, no interest. And then I saw a full trailer and I was like, now I'm sold. Uh, okay. Well, you have an example? As I was saying all that, I was trying to rack my brain to find some and I can't. I was going to say, um, what's that movie that we did? Bad Times? At the El Royale, but then I realized that was definitely one. But then I realized, oh, the more and more trailers that I saw, the more confused I was. I actually didn't get anything more out of it other than, okay, I gotta go figure this out. <laughs> no, but that was definitely one that. Uh, oh, the other one was Hotel Artemis, I think. Oh, where? 
I think I was sold on the teaser of that one, if I remember correctly. But I definitely this the follow up trailer prevented me from from going in with false expectations. Okay, which is good. Uh, the Captain Marvel one, like the first the first teaser, I love the second this this trailer was good. There was a couple of things in it. Um, actually, there's a couple of things that concerned me a little bit. Uh, we'll get into those in a minute. But there's a couple of minor things that happened in the teaser that were like, oh, what is that? You have a general idea of what, what they're going with, but then they kind of revealed... They, they showed their hand in this trailer. They just extended those scenes a little bit more. Um, specifically, I'm talking about punching an old lady on the bus. Now, we all kind of knew what that was going to be, especially if you read anything or looked into it at all. But they definitely... They definitely unveiled what's going on there <laughs> after the fact, rather than it just being elder abuse. Well, yeah, I was a little confused, and then I read like the tag, like the little like thing that was like like just like the the slice of what the the movie's about. It was like the this and that, the the scrolls, blah blah blah, like the shape shifting. Yeah, he's like, okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so I, I was already on board with that. Yeah, there was. That, which is which is fine. I just thought like I don't need to. I, I, I was already sold and didn't need to see any more. And I, like I said, I understand other people. They they need to keep put, pushing these things out. And if you put it out there and it's Marvel related or something related to something that I love, I'm gonna watch it. I would just prefer to not have anything like ruined for me beforehand. Or and I think they did a good job of that. This really didn't give you anything story wise. I think that was super important. Mm -hmm. They did peel back a little bit of the action. Yeah. Which was which was kind of cool because it was showing us something new, it looked like. Um, but, um, yeah, but and that's what I said to you when you and me were talking about it when they debuted it that night was that this trailer is not for you and me. Nope. It's for people who aren't fully engaged in it like we are. Yeah, this trailer will get the people that are in it for the action, I feel like. Yes. They'll, Which, that's they'll see what, some crazy shit going on and they'll be like, oh, I want to see this movie. That's what a good action-ish movie uh, is going to be, or the trailer is going to be anyway, right? For sure, for sure. There's a, I was, now I was talking to Al about this a little bit earlier, um, but there's a, I was, there's these video breakdowns of trailers. You can watch a whole bunch of them on, on YouTube. Uh, there's this one particular guy, and I'll try to get his name so that I could drop it in the uh it was so that we could drop in the article uh so that you can look it up for yourself or we can maybe post a link to it but he does a wonderful wonderful de delivery of these breakdowns and he's like super you can tell he himself is a fan of these types of movies like he feels like just another one of you or me going through which i think is part of the appeal and he he just breaks down this theory of the cat clawing out Nick Fury's eye and if you you just have to you just have to watch it it's wonderful <laughs> I'm gonna definitely try to link that one up for you guys but I if and then you should watch his other stuff because it's it's spot on he did an endgame one which was very entertaining uh speaking of which <laughs> the endgame trailer dropped teaser yes shortly after well the funny thing was so I saw much like this story that I was sharing about the reporting of the Spider-Man trailer. What I had seen last, or when, oh no, so this was, sorry, we missed a week of recording. Sorry about that, guys. We missed a week of recording last week, and that was when, that Monday was when Captain Marvel came out in the Endgame trailer. So the reporting the week before that said, Monday Night Football, ESPN, they're gonna release at halftime the Captain Marvel trailer. Cool. And Wednesday, Endgame trailer. Great. So Monday, 
they promo the hell out of it during the, the second quarter of the game. Halftime rolls around. I text Anthony, hey, some point in the next 10, 15 minutes, they're going to release the trailer. I hit send, and 30 seconds later, they say, and now we're going to go to the Captain Mar- Marvel trailer. I say, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have real TV anyway. He's not going to see this. <laughs> um, because when we've done that in the past with the Star Wars stuff, you had normal cable then. And oh, yeah. even though you don't watch much football or ESPN. I, I was, was actually, like, I didn't. I was at my parents' And I put it on. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, put on the game. They're going to do the trailer soon for for Star Wars. Um, so this trailer came out. I was like, great. Wednesday we'll have Endgame. Wednesday came and went, no Endgame. Because uh, I think one of the award shows was on ABC that night. Um, I don't remember which one. But there was some award show was on ABC. Oh. I was like, oh, they're going to air it during that. They didn't. Hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I guess they went one for two on this Maybe they were just speculating that it was close to follow. So Thursday morning, unceremoniously, the internet, they just dropped the trailer. And right. I woke up and I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. And I texted Anthony. And I was like, there it is. Well, so, yeah. So I was uh, I was away for work. I was in D.C. And we had it was three days of just debauchery. And it was, <laughs> it's go to meetings all day, then drink until the next meeting. That's, yeah, that that's basically how it goes down. Uh, so... It was Thursday morning, and I was in the elevator going up to the office. Pulled out my phone because uh, I, I don't like being in the elevator with people that I don't know. It's just awkward. So, you know, distract myself, pull out the phone, open up Twitter. And the first thing, the first thing on there, it's like, uh, it says Endgame, and there's a video. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> and then I got up to the office, and I immediately went over to Charlie, who's one of our QA guys who is also super into this stuff. And I just walked over to him and I just showed him my phone and he goes, big TV. And I was like, big TV. And we walked around <laughs> to the, we walked around to the TV, put that on. We got the, the rest of the people that were in the office, in the office. Some of them probably didn't even know what they were getting themselves into, but they were all like, Ooh, we're going to watch a movie. And, <laughs> and they all came over and we watched it. And, um, the two of us are just kind of sitting there completely silent, staring at it. People are like talking and asking us questions and you just, you managed to tune all of that out because Shut up. didn't even Shut have to. Didn't even have to. I was so excited that I, but my brain managed to filter all of that sound away. If, I was, if you were listening to this and I was rude to you and ignored you, I apologize. <laughs> um, but so that it plays and it starts off with with Tony sit like sitting there talking to his helmet, uh, recording a message for Potts, and I was just like. Oh my god, this is devastating. Wait, sorry. Did you just say recording a message for Potts? Yes. I think I might have said Mrs. Potts. Nope, you just said Potts. It's recording a message for Potts. The thing yes. is, Mrs. Potts is from Beauty and the Beast. 100%. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so he's recording that message, and I was like, this is this is heartbreaking. Yes. Because we all love Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and we all know that this is probably it. Yes. And... Seeing him go out, like you know, he's not going to go out the way that it's set up in the trailer because they would never do that. But it's dire enough to get you thinking. Also, like, I'm pretty sure Nebula's in that ship with him. Yeah. Unless she's left the ship since then to try to do something. Also possible, though. We don't. That's the the great thing about teasers is that it jumps around the timeline like nobody's business. <laughs> well, you definitely see her walking through the same background she puts her hand on his shoulder too <clears throat> was that on her shoulder I, I i know she puts that you you know it's her because you see a blue hand like, yeah you you could, i've watched a lot of rewind <clears throat> stuff 
Just and that's what it that's what it mostly I I would be ninety percent confident that it was his shoulder that she was putting her hand on. Well, you divulged to me right before we got on air that you've watched this an average of once a day since it's come out. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's been pretty egregious. Like eight times <laughs> at least. Um, I watched it one time. I did read some stuff about it right after it came out. Um, like some of the rerun stuff of this and that. Um, I didn't realize she touched him, but not surprising. Um, as you know, encouragement when yeah. he's done reporting or whatever, maybe. But um. The one thing I'll say is if they if she got off the ship somewhere to do something, it would have to mean that it was a somewhat inhabitable place, and I feel like he would get off the ship with her. Unless they're going in opposite, unless they have a way of going in opposite directions because they don't have any gauge on navigational systems or anything like that. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Well, I just I would just assume that in this in these dire straits that he wouldn't have gotten back on the ship. She could live with. outside of the ship somewhere. Mm -hmm uninhabitable i would imagine that he can't survive yeah but i don't see that being where her story goes like that. well no. no i don't think she i know she's a lot machine but i don't think that she can live in places that are not habitable to people who are mostly alive i think she could i also think that that doesn't matter at all on account of a lot of masks were off during that final battle scene in, End in uh, infinity war <laughs> No, but that was, like, on a planet with an atmosphere. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> I understand that we're stretching the bounds. Listen, I'm the one who usually calls BS on bad science in movies, okay? I understand the, the chances of them landing on a planet that just happens to have the right mixture of carbon dioxide, oxygen, and nitrogen seems pretty low. But you have to suspend disbelief a little bit with these sorts of things. Let's ignore temperature in general. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, regardless, uh, it's heartbreaking. And there was something really funny. He's recording, if you go back and watch it um, any number of times like I have, after he finishes recording and he turns it off, he like, he wipes the eye of the, like his thumb goes over the eye of it. And it's almost, it's really sweet because it seems like he's talking <laughs> to Potts. <laughs> to Potsy. And uh <laughs> It, I didn't know you. Would, I didn't know you and Pepper Potts were so close that you guys like you just call her Potts. It's, like, he's, he's talking to Potts, and uh, he's but he's like, and it's like it's a very emotional scene. He's wiping the eye, but then part of me was like, "There's, there's two other ways you can take this. One, he's, which is very like real. He's lost it because he's completely delirious. He's been starved and he's dehydrated and he's probably hallucinating." Also, when really... you start losing oxygen and stuff like that, and you get into, like, carbon dioxide poisoning, you start hallucinating from that, too. Right. So he's, like, you know, it started off as him making a recording, but very sweet if by the end of it he is just wiping a tear away from Potts' face. Uh, that's <laughs> that's great. The other also, thing... also, also, you get crying cap, too. The What? Crying cap? Yes, you do. You do. The tears are, the tears are rolling down his face. Um, there's the, the other part of it, though, that could be... Um, He's he's talking to it, and in the end, he says, you know, he goes through his his speech a little bit, and then he says, um, "I'll be when I drift off, I'll be thinking of you. It's always been you." And then he wipes the mask, and I was thinking, he's always been self centered, and I know that he's recording this message for Potts, but there is a kind of there's a fun like j back and forth there if like, of him saying you like iron man because he's he is very self-involved with his iron manness uh saying goodbye to him yeah i just thought that was kind of cool 
Uh, but the, anyway, that's just like the first 30 seconds. <laughs> and the, the, the rest of the trailer is, you know, it's super, it's just super dark, super sad. Uh, it's really, it really got me like amped up for what's going on. And, um, there's a, a couple other things to to touch on. The first one, the, the other thing is, uh, when we see Hawkeye for the first time and in a while, first time in a while that we're seeing him. And you said for the first time in the wild. The first time in the wild. Uh, and I don't know much about the Ronin character. Um, Neither do I. But I understand that that's where it's going just from things that I've read. But regardless, that's not really what matters to me so much. What matters to me is when I saw him, the way they do the dialogue, the way they play the music and stuff like that, he pulls his, his hat off, his, uh, his hood off. I was like, oh man, this, this character is going to be great. Because... They're setting this up as I, I can only assume that he lost that his wife and children were all dusted, is my guess. Yeah, no, the way like you texted me that and I was like, wait, wait, was that even up for debate? There's literally no chance that he hasn't lost everyone, and that's why he looks like this. He was the physical embodiment of the pain was it from from the was it I forget if it was from Lego Batman or from the Lego Movie, the theme song for Batman. Darkness. Yes. <laughs> no parents. Yes. <laughs> the opposite of light. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. As a person, he was the physical embodiment of that song. <laughs> yeah, but it's just I I think that that's gonna that's gonna do well for his character and like really he's gonna he's gonna make the situation feel the most dire and the most like I've got nothing else to lose. He's gonna be a real wild card to some degree, and. I just that excites me because I, his character kind of sucks up until now. So yeah, he's had a, he's had a couple of moments. He's he, okay. He was good in. He was good with second. the funnies in Ultron. Yes, he was yeah. good in that. He's good with the funnies. No one would ever know. No one would ever know. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one there, of my favorite that, lines. His little rallying speech to Wanda Maximoff. There was. Um, the line that he gives her earlier when she tries to sneak up and give him the little vision thing, and he just turns and pops her with the taser arrow, yep. and he goes, yep, I already did the mind control thing. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, in the first in the, fir the first time we see him, he's a little too much. In the second movie we see him, he's kind of loosened up a bit. Uh, and now with this movie, which is like, what, the fourth time? Oh, you're forgetting the first time we saw him. The first time we saw him was in Thor. Oh, Really? Yes. I don't remember him. I have to, you know what? I don't remember Thor. Like, almost at all. Your memory isn't missing much. I, I know. There's some, there's some good there's stuff. There's some stuff. Not, not enough. Stan, Stan Lee driving the pickup truck? I see. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, no. So when the whole thing was they send... They sent the hammer to, hit, to Earth, and he goes to reclaim the hammer, and he realizes mm. that he can't pick it up. And but Shield was already there investigating the hammer. Uh-huh. And he's like up in like a perch, like firing or like tracking him, like trying to like and so he gets a couple of lines, he's on, on screen for a few minutes. That oh. that was the introduction to oh, the I part. really yeah, I definitely don't remember that at all. I'll have to go rewatch that. It's just that scene I think that he's in. So so we get him just brooding. It's great. Um unfortunately there's already just a bajillion percent more Captain America lines in this movie than there were in the last movie. 
the and the loss of his beard is sad. Yes, the internet mourned it. This that was thing. yeah. The, the I, it looked better with the beard. It did. Um, he was more. He was more disheveled. He was. He was more. I don't. No, it was a pretty well kempt beard. He was. It was. That is. That well kempt beard is completely disheveled for clean shaven Captain America. Sure. Uh. So, but anyway, going into that, him and Romanov at the at some. I don't know where they are. Uh. It's not clear from where oh, they're looking they at the seem cameras. To be pretty obviously at Shield headquarters. That, see, that's that's what's confusing about the scene. If you go back and watch it, it actually looks like the scene that they're when they're looking at the uh, the video feed. Of Scott at the door, it looks like he's at the headquarters, but they look like they're in someone's house or in some more like loungy area that does not resemble the compound that Scott's at. Now the uh, now here's one of the things that I that was pulled out of one of those rewind trailers that I watched. They zoomed in on the top left of the screen, and it looks like it says 1980 something. Yeah. So, there's a chance that... We don't know how Scott gets out of the quantum realm, and there's a chance that he's gone back in time, and that it is an old tape. That's kind of funny. It, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where that goes. I am curious. The other, the other possibility was, like, this guy, when he goes through these things, he's like... Could that, that could say 1980, or it's like something else completely possible. It was like S... One eight, like it was. It doesn't actually have to be numbers. It's a little fuzzy to tell. Well, at first, when you said it, uh, my first where I first jumped in, I realized you said eighty six. If it said nineteen thirty six, say it could be military time. Oh right, that's true. Could be seven thirty six p.m. Right. No, that's that's totally fair. Um, but uh, that I thought that would be interesting. And the other the other cool thing that they pointed out, which is, um, just if you're a fan of all the stuff, you know that he's in. He's got the van with him. And we know in the van they have that little quantum projector thing, which is going to yep. lead. That's going to lead to the resolution of this movie. Yes, that's been heavily speculated, yeah. and it seems in whatever form that it takes, that would seem very likely that it would have to be some sort of quantum realm thing. That is how they solve the Thanos conundrum. Yeah, and there was um, they they touched on it again. We'll have to link this video as well because it was just really well done. But the two other things they touched on. Were the were within the title screen, so the title screen looks like a reverse dusting. The letter is coming back together, but it's I also did, I did I did hear that that the like I think was it that the open and the close of it, it was like it the the Marvel thing ashed away and then the yeah. Avengers thing deashed. Yep. So, but the, what was cool about it is it's deashing, but it's still kind of broken and it has scars. So, like what they were pointing out was the possibility. Like obviously, we know certain things are going to get undone. But not everything. There is going to be something sense. left over from what has happened. Some yeah, scarring. well, you can't you can't completely go with no impact. Right. right, there has to be some impact. But just realistically, we know several characters that Ash have to de Ash because right. like exactly. they have sequels coming out. Exactly, and then the other cool thing was, and also like several of those actors have like five more con like screen like films under contract. <laughs> right, and if you watch a uh, closer still after the A shows up, Endgame phases in kind of like ghost phases in and out in um ant-man and the wasp mm. which they were pointing out um has to like could resemble the quantum realm and how it has something it's obviously something big to do with this and we know we know it's been set like we know it's it it plays a big part um it's just kind of cool that like the thought that goes into these things you know i just realized as i was saying the thing about the contracts too um another one that's 
they made an announcement on. Uh, Ryan Coogler is back to direct Black Panther 2 as mm, well. Yeah. Now, that, again, is not in production yet, but that... But we all that knew that was happening. That is probably the next one, I would think. It's going to be a toss-up between that and and Doctor Strange 2, because I don't even know what else they would put on the slate. You know what I mean? True. Nothing else has been announced. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. It's gonna be exciting. Um Yeah, but that 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 Ant Man sequence, they they did they the Ant Man sequence is the post credits teaser scene, which I just love that they 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 play that. They did that with the Captain Marvel one too with the cat, where it's the it's the trailer, then the title, then a pause, then a funny scene. Yes. And they just like this formula works in the entire movie. Oh yeah, they, they that's they're bread and butter. It's and so it good, and I and I just I hang on to every line because I love it. <laughs> I just eat it, it was up. so Paul Rudd, and it was so perfect as yeah. an end cap. To Can that. you let me in, <laughs> <laughs> guys? Guys, it's... hey Cap, hey you remember me? <laughs> you probably don't remember me, Ant Man. <laughs> Sorry, and about that. it is so great too, considering like his lines about him, like and meeting him and working with him in the second one. Yep. It's oh, so good. I cannot wait for this movie. I'm so I am so excited for it. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm down. Um, I am more excited for Endgame than I am for Captain Marvel, but only by a little bit. Well, it's also understandable too because yep. it's just bigger. Well, I don't know. I <laughs> I was really really excited when in that first season she crashed through the blockbuster. I was like, oh man, this movie is gonna be '90s stuff just breaking through. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm pretty much more or less equally excited for all the Marvel stuff. Like, mm. I just know I'm gonna go and have a good time. Sure. Like, whether it be the best or none of them will ever approach the worst, right? They right. kind of or they even nerd themselves to that where there's a certain subsection of some of the them getting off the ground in those first three four years. Like, those movies will always be the worst Marvel movies. Right. Like, nothing will ever be down to that level. Like, somewhere approaching the midpoint of the whole catalog is basically the floor for any of these movies going forward. Yeah. Now, now you're, they you're, may not ever reach right. the top, but they'll exist in the upper half of the catalog no matter what. It's crazy. Oh, man. Oh, two, there's two things uh, that I want to point out. Um, one I forgot to mention from Captain Marvel... There are certain line deliveries uh, in the trailer that are that just seem too fa- they just they're not well delivered. Uh, certain uh, like certain Captain Marvel lines uh, or Gerald Danvers, whatever character she's playing at the time, they seemed very forced in the delivery, and I don't know why. And I'm curious if that'll be something that plays through in her mannerisms when we actually see the movie. So I'm not well, I'm reserving judgment. <laughs> a couple of things where she's very clearly Carol. It, it definitely play as her being a bit spacey. Yeah, well, like they was, played as her being confused. The, so, if you go go back and rewatch the trailer, there's a scene where he says a tribe of noble warriors, and she says heroes, noble warrior heroes, and the way that she delivers that line makes me it's it's kind of cringy, and I don't know. It's just it's just a bad delivery, and but it could be. There could be something about the character that I, I don't. I'm not familiar with the character. I'm not going to pretend that I am. And there could be um, something yeah, about it. I don't. I don't know much other than the very, very bare essentials. So I will say, in the scope of the trailer, it made me go, 
ooh, that was weird. And then there were a couple of other lines that were similar to that. That was just like, that delivery, it almost seems like, it almost seems like the pacing of the movie is like, and she delivers the line on the, like, an offbeat. <laughs> it's very weird, but we'll, we'll see when the movie comes out. Uh, the other, that was, that was my only concern with the Captain Marvel trailer that I saw. The Avengers thing is not a concern, more of it, more of the intrigue here is, the movie is coming out a year after the first one. Oh, uh, a year after the first half of it, right? It's basically it's part two of that of that story, and we knew you and I knew everybody that's in, interested in it, like super invested in this stuff knows knows like the stories of these movies, sees where it's going, knows the history, knows what's coming down like in the pipeline, like Homecoming and Black Panther two and Doctor Strange. Like we all know that it wasn't permanent, yes. and. There is, it almost, it kind of softens the blow of the events, right? Because we know that this isn't it. But what I've noticed that it's doing is I, is I do know that something is going to be permanent, whether it was something that happened already or something that's yet to happen. Some big change, some scary stuff, sad stuff will be permanent. And I'm very interested to see how they handle it because they do they do emotion so well at Disney that I this this movie's gonna make us cry at some point, <laughs> and I'm very interested to see how they pull it off. It was they they nailed it with I mean they nailed it with Spider Man in the last one, and even before that if, the Gamora, Gamora thing the Gamora oh, the Gamora thing was brutal, but the the, the Gamora thing was brutal in one way. Uh, the Spider Man thing was it was more of like an innocence thing. And him disappearing well, sure. and and basically him being so scared as he ashed away was horrible <laughs> to go through. This <laughs> is horrible. And I to see like if they could do that and we knew we knew going in as it was happening, as that was happening, we knew that wasn't permanent. And it was still emotional. When they do something that is permanent, is it just gonna break me as a human being? Like what? Like <laughs> what are they gonna do? <laughs> I still think that they've missed out. The decimation is a good name, but I still feel like the snapping is better. Mm-hmm. I like the snapping. I do have one final, like, punctuation mark on this conversation. Mm. I don't like that the Marvels that the Marvels the Russos lied about this. The, the name of the movie? Yes. Yeah, that's weird. They should have never taken direct questioning on the title if they were not prepared to handle it more professionally. Yeah. Uh, because they they straight up lied. Someone specifically asked them if that's what it was called, and they said no. So, I, another thing, if you watch... Well, again, we'll have to link these these two videos. Uh, one of the funny things that they was mentioned in it was that the... This is all relates to... A person had something on their resume that said Avengers Endgame. And Endgame was two words. And it's spelt as one word. <laughs> for so the is moment. that what they're hiding behind? Is, is, I think so. Grammar? Maybe. Maybe they were just so, maybe they were so pissed that they were a little frazzled by it. Here's the thing. I can understand that too. I if you're it, that only matters if you're that close to it. Um the fact that this movie is called Endgame means nothing to me. Yet. Well, it makes sense because it makes sense thematically because that 
term has come up a couple of times twice in yeah specifically the avengers franchise not just marvel yeah so start pointing to the sky and saying that's the end game <laughs> well that and even more poignantly um this Doctor is the, end, the end game now we're in the end game now yeah which is cool i mean and it's great and what it, it, it it's it's interesting and obviously and this is going to lead to the sacrificing obviously and things like that but it doesn't it's not that big of a deal like they could have they could have dropped that immediately after or like avengers will return in the end game at the in the credit roll like that would have been fine too like it's not it it doesn't give well, they, anything they away they always want to have their little games and their little toys so yeah, that's yeah. what it comes down to is they want to release it they are so disney it, no matter what their big properties star wars whether or not abrams is fully at the helm or not um or Marvel, whatever, they want to deliver their messaging when they want to, how they want to, at all right. times. Yeah. Which is fine, it's their prerogative, but just don't let them. Yeah, exactly, to your point. Like, they, if you were asked point blank, it, it seems weird to say no. <laughs> the, well, the thing is, even if they weren't prepared for that specific instance of the conversation, they have to have been prepared for that eventuality whenever you, it came. You would think. You would think. It's just a simple, we're not divulging the title right now. Right. You don't have to say yes or no. You don't have to say, I'm sorry, I can't comment. Just say, oh, I'm sorry, We're. Uh, I appreciate your question, but we're not divulging the title right now. Yep. That's all it is. I don't know. It's That was that was dumb. Not a big deal. I just, I don't it's just, like it. It's just weird. It's just weird. And that's 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 fair. I so, hold them to high standards. They want to, they, I mean, they... Disney owns a monopoly monopoly on entertainment right now, um, and specifically Marvel uh, maintains a monopoly on the kind of the, the zeitgeist as far as big pictures go. Mm -hmm. uh, so that means you're going to be held to a higher standard. If you want to hold that title, you are going to be held to a standard. Don't lie to us. That's that's what that's really, give us quality content. Don't don't lie to us. That's about all I can ask for. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we've so, been on this for a while though, so yep, super, super excited, cannot wait. March is gonna is right around the corner. The last thing in the Marvel news scene is the cancellation of Daredevil, which I know you're not happy about. I haven't watched it yet, the third season, but it's really good. Um, and the, this is the final nail in that coffin. If they are canceling this, everything is done. Netflix and Marvel's partnership is fully dissolved going forward. Because um, if you look at the press release, there's a lot of stuff that comes off as kind of doublespeak or could be construed in a certain way. Uh, but there was one specific line from Disney saying, we look forward to future adventures of the character. And that tells you that somewhere down the line, they're going to do some other Daredevil project. It won't be Charlie Cox. It won't be any of the people involved. Mm. They're going to recast all the roles and stuff like that, which is infuriating because he did a really good job. The cast did a really good job. It's a really good show. Um, say what you will about the rest of the Defenders shows, the Defenders uh, in totality together. Um, there's some highs, there's a lot of lows. You know, almost universally start to finish, Daredevil was a very quality product. The first season was excellent. The third season was excellent. The second season was very good. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Everyone was making money off of it, or at least they should have been because viewership was very, very high. Uh, and it's a shame that then and again, this is what you know you're gonna get into when you have a monopoly on content. Sure. Um, Disney can do whatever they want, and 
Uh, you can argue whether it's good or bad. It's probably not good, but they've mostly been good stewards, more or less our benevolent masters. And as long <laughs> as they hold on, hold true to that role, fine, we'll all go along with it. Um, but this is them flexing. This is them flexing their muscles. Yeah. And that's what a monopoly can do. Here's a question. Uh, with the last season of Daredevil, is there closure? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, okay. the, the season, it doesn't end on... It's set up for, very obviously, there there could easily be another season. Gotcha. Um, but the season itself ends. There's no cliffhanger. That's it's, good. So it's self-contained. So it's a I, self-contained story. But you can tell based on the reaction of the people involved, especially the new showrunner who took over for season three, mm. um, they talked about they were already in the writing room and had pitched the next season. That's they a shame. They had pitched the next season already. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, what are you going to do? I I guess the like you, if that's the case, that's the best thing that could have come out for me is that I can I haven't watched the season. This no, it's season a strong yet. finish. You should definitely enjoy it. And we they're not canceling. We're gonna get next month. We're gonna get the Punisher season two. Um, oh, okay. And sometime afterwards, we'll be getting the third season of Jessica Jones, and then that will be it. Wow, that's crazy. It's like the end. It's a weird. It was a a short-ish lived one, but it's the end of an era. Five years. It's been five it's years. Pretty crazy. Um, uh, it, the, you know, what they say the you know the the stars that burn brightest die fastest, right? Yeah. You know, and that's what this was. It was a flash in the pan. It was high highs, and it's over before you know it. You know what's funny? The darkness of this. What this? If Netflix had the DC characters to do these shows with. Netflix could do a tremendous job with it. And hopefully less cringy than Fuck Batman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because uh, the second I saw that, I was like, I'm totally out. There's 0% chance of watching that. I, I Yeah, 100%. I saw the child. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? <laughs> I laughed at that. I, I'm not actually sure whether I laughed harder at that or the Martha thing. <laughs> Why do you know that name? Why do you know that name? <laughs> Unintentional comedy can sometimes be the best comedy. Uh, it's... No. Anyway, that's that's it. So go, let's go to your, your assorted news and nuggets. Um, speaking of Martha, let's talk about the Matt Reeves Batman rewrite. A new report suggests the next draft for Matt Reeves' The Batman will be submitted before the end of the year. While Ben Affleck Ben Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne slash Batman has been generally well received in the DCEU, by whom I wonder, uh, the movies themselves haven't Me. been so well regarded. His debut in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice was met with critical scorn, with common complaints revolving around the movie's dour tone and unintentionally funny moments like the now infamous Martha scene. Huh. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna skip some stuff. He made a brief. Where's this from? Suicide Squad. This is on Screen Rant, but Screen it's Rant. a story that's been kind of aggregated by everyone now. Yeah. Uh, his future role, future in the role, has been in question for some time. Conflicting reports have had him leaving and staying at different points with no official announcement. Let me just make the official announcement for you guys. The unofficial official announcement. He's gone. Um, <laughs> he he had been set to uh, Affleck had been set to write and direct the Batman before he stepped aside and was replaced by Matt Reeves. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, so on, an origin tale. Uh, oh, and now a report by Umberto Gonzalez, who's very good at his job, suggests the next draft is almost complete. Uh, he was the one who broke this news. Uh, okay. Umberto Gonzalez, he writes for The Wrap, and he has his own website, Hollywood 
Reporter, I think. No, Heroic Hollywood, sorry. Uh, Hollywood Reporter is a completely different thing. Heroic Hollywood <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, he reported a couple days ago. Yesterday, sorry. Um, that's the 11th, because when you guys are listening to this, it's not the day that we're recording this. Uh, he said Matt Reeves' script rewrite is due before the end of the year. So that's what we're expecting, a draft to be submitted, and from there we'll get probably closer to a tighter schedule on when this movie is going to be shot and released and who will actually be playing Batman. Man, it's sad to it's sad to not be excited about this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, at this point, the best that they could do is to fully, and they've hinted at this for some time now, to just say fully that this is not part of the DCEU. It's just a new Batman movie, mm-hmm. and then that's fine. And if you want to be excited for it, great. Um, from what I've heard, Matt Reeves seems to be pretty good at his job um struggling to think of what it is that he's made but i know that i've been acquainted with it in the past um but it's been fun it's gonna be fun if, if ben affleck's not involved if matt reeves is doing his thing zach Snyder's not involved i'm sure it'll be fine maybe and if people want to enjoy it like you know they're they're certainly um free to do so and i, wa- uh, I want to enjoy it i don't sure, know I, that I, I, I don't want to enjoy it but the way things are going i have no choice but to go in expecting not to because i have no reason to believe that i should enjoy it yeah so it's been so that i just want them to stop i just want them to stop and start fresh they should when when the script is pitched a person needs to hold up a copy of the script from the dark knight and say is it better than this is it equal to this and if the answer is no to both of those questions. They should come back in 10 years. Uh, sure, certainly uh, a little bit of distance would be helpful because even with distance, it's probably not going to be better than those things. It's a, no, the, it's, the, it won't be better. But it, How about this? Yeah. How about is it better than The Dark Knight Rises? Let's start with that as our bar. Okay. That's fine. Well, the thing is, it's just, it's all too, like, I'm usually not one to complain about getting more of something that I love, but I am if they are not giving it it's due diligence. Diminishing returns. It, and there's there's a term for this thing. There was the one of the most amazing things that came out of Batman Begins was the distance from Batman and Robin. Although there still wasn't that much difference. I mean, I guess it was eight years, right? That's that's good. It's a hell of a lot better than we're gonna get now, right? It's a hell of a yeah. lot better than we got because what the Dark Knight Rises came out in twenty eleven. 2013? No, the, the clock keeps resetting every time they release something with Batman in it, so... Well, so no, but I'm saying The Dark Knight Rises from there to Batman Dawn of Justice. What was... Well, I forgot what year it was. Uh, 8, 10... Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think 11. I don't remember. Exactly. You would have thought that it would have been one of the first things that would have come up. Uh, no, you know what? I spelled it wrong. <laughs> 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 That'll do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, 2012. Sorry, I was. 2012. Uh, I sandwiched it with the uh, the dates. So 2012 to Dawn of Justice was what 2015, I think. Sure. So, yeah, three years is not a very long time. No, three years is is a good amount of time. Two to three years is the is like the proper time for a sequel. Not for a reboot. Not for a reboot, exactly. You even got a little bit. You even got better timing with the third iteration of Spider-Man. They gave more time. Yeah. <laughs> Which was still too fast. 
Sure. But at least they were doing a whole new thing with it. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then the, then there's all this. There's all the Aquaman reviews. There's the good ones. There's the bad ones. There's the guys. It's real cheesy, but it's okay. And I'm like, but is it? <laughs> I haven't seen any of that yet. I've only seen good so far. Admittedly, not much outside of that very first thing that I sent you. So. Yeah, I. I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna do it. Well, it comes out in a couple of weeks. We're right? gonna so. do it. That'll be probably this... that'll probably be our first episode of the new year. Maybe we should go see that movie together. Well, the time after a few beers, <laughs> and then record after some more beers. Yeah, I think I might. That'll be fun. That'll be getting back to our roots of our literally our initial episode, where <laughs> we recorded three episodes in one day and we're just drinking all day. Yeah. And by the time we got around was... to, we got around to the second episode. You said the words on air. I'm pretty drunk. Yeah. And then we got to the third one and both of us had drank more and yeah, we're clearly we were, more there, drunk. Were, there was a lot of slurring. There it was the third episode was post taquitos. And then... uh, <laughs> Um no no. The second think... episode was post taquitos, the third the episode second... was post pizza? <laughs> yes. 100%. Pizza and wings, I think. Yeah. Um and We do it right. There was a lot of giggling. <laughs> oh yeah. And Still probably one of our stronger episodes. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> awesome. Ugh, Aquaman. Um, what do you have anything yeah, else? I'm gonna be honest with you. If if Aquaman is good, I will tell you. I'm not gonna pretend it's bad if it's actually good. That seems like a responsible way to handle that. But it's gonna take a lot. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot. It's also going to take a lot out of me <laughs> to, to maybe, say that. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, go on. What's what's the what's next? Oh, okay. What's um, next on the Nugget train? Do you want some Christmas movie talk or do you want Star Wars talk? Ooh. I have two Star Wars things oh. and I have one Christmas thing. All right, make a little Christmas sandwich. Okay. Oh, Christmas sandwich. You want to do Star Wars Christmas Star Wars? Correct. <laughs> okay. Let's I really with, I really threw you off with that. <laughs> I will go with the smaller Star Wars item. Okay. Uh, and that is a a bit of a Mia culpa about Star Wars resistance. Okay. I was misinformed. Oh. <laughs> IMDB typically does not leave me lead me astray. And okay. it did. Ooh. I reported to you guys that I had seen seven of the ten episodes of Resistance. Mm -hmm. I have since watched the final three. So one, I still, I refuse to retract what I said about it being largely inessential through the first seven episodes. Okay. The next three, more essential, though still taking its time getting anywhere. Mm. The first season is 22 episodes long. Oh. Now, sometimes when you go on IMDb, you don't get all the episode names when there's a lot of forthcoming episodes. A lot of times it's, you know, you see season one episode, whatever, season, you know, blah, 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 past the ones that are right, released. Right. And but they usually tell you how many episodes are in the first season. Mm -hmm. I watched the 10th one because it was the last one. It's like, oh, okay. Well, the last couple episodes are pretty good, but this is still a garbage first season of a, of a show. And I went up and looked because I watched it a couple days after it aired. And it was 
after the final episode of 2018, we look forward to, in a few weeks from now, the return of Star Wars Resistance. I was like, motherfucker. So I looked it up, and it's a 22-episode season. And it's going to come back at some point in January of 2019. And then they'll run the final uh, 12 episodes. It's like, that makes a lot more sense. Still taking its sweet-ass time getting anywhere, but at least it makes more sense now. Because they finally started doing some stuff in the last couple of episodes. They've been better. Um, Still not up to the standard I hold them, and specifically what Dave Filoni's been doing in charge of the Star Wars shows. Still not up to the standard I hold from what he did with Rebels. But it was better. But the thing is, at the end of the 10th episode... It did not feel like a fucking season finale, and that was why I was so confused. Yeah, it's like, like, wait, the fuck? (laughs) Twenty-two. Yeah, that you're you're only halfway there. That's not even halfway. Not even. Yeah. Again, makes more sense. They still have been. Wait, they couldn't get half the season out before the holiday break. No, you would have thought they would have given you eleven and eleven, right? Uh, Yeah. But whatever. Ten and twelve isn't the end of. You know what though? Not like it was like seven and fifteen. This mid-season bullshit, like I'm, ah, ooh. No, but I'm okay with it when you're just taking a holiday break. If it's coming back in January, yeah, January is okay. But what is when you're giving February, March? Yeah, get out of here with that shit. It drives me crazy. I still didn't see the mid-season finale of Walking Dead. It came out weeks ago, and I still I did, and I didn't realize it. I no, wasn't I paying enough attention, and then I was like, oh, we should watch Walking Dead tonight. Oh, it's not on. Oh, we're in this situation. <laughs> I should have waited. <laughs> also, it would have made more sense to have... You know what? Ugh, sorry, Walking Dead tirade coming on here. Um, oh, no. they... I didn't mean to do this. I'm no, sorry. it's fine. It's fine. I'm not they... apologizing to the audience. No, it's fine. <laughs> they have to. They have to hear this. <laughs> You gotta know. He's always crying. Uh, the thing with this is, they stretch that season out. They stretch that show out so much already, right? Why not just stretch it out a little bit more on the front end, and then have the three or whatever it is nine year? Well, how many ever many years it jumps? Have that gap after the break. Well, no, the biggest. The biggest thing because is, it feels like nine years between the break is what I'm the getting. The biggest at. thing is they had two time jumps this season. That's true. Well, it came back in a time jump. No, but you don't get to have two time jumps in one season. It didn't have it in a season. They had a time jump in the off season. No, Keep your time jumps hairs. to the season or the hairs. off season, but not both. That is splitting hairs. <laughs> you cannot have two time jumps within a season. What it really comes down to is I no longer pay for the show. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Anyway, anyway, that's the end of it. I just wanted to say, they, I mean, they still could have taken those first ten episodes and made it like six or seven. Sure. There's there's, a, there's good content in there. So I just, should watch it when they're all out, is what you're telling me. I would say don't start watching the first season until they've either finished the first season or are getting close to it. Because gotcha. I have to imagine it's going to run. But I have to go back. I still have to finish Rebels. You should definitely finish that before this, because the thing is, and I don't want to spoil in any way, shape, or form, the ending of Rebels may end up playing into this uh, season. Okay, okay. Cool. I, I, it hasn't yet, and if it no, did, that's... I would tell you how, but the thing is, 
you need to see all of that before you start the show. That's fine. I was I was really enjoying Rebels. I just I got out. I was in like this pattern of watching it like at a certain Rebels time. is very good, yeah, especially gotta... starting towards the end of the first season. Yeah, yeah the it's, thing it's is, a good they show. still get into that show in a much more timely fashion than they did in this one. Mm-hmm. Although I think the first season was also shorter than this one. That the first season was like twelve episodes. Yeah, it's like not that. it's not very long. Cool. Anyway, that's it for that one. Right. So let's talk about Christmas, Christmas movies. First thing before we oh, get into well, it. Well, actually, I have one real quick. Well, I wanted to get into your thing last night. My thing? Watching White Christmas. Oh, yeah. Before I got into my thing. Sure. I cannot believe you've never seen White Christmas. No. What is wrong with you? You know, White Christmas was not something that I even... I wasn't... I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't even aware of it as a movie. I just knew the song. Like I, I just knew the song. I know Bing. I'm a big fan of Bing. Wait, so let's just be Crosby, clear. not just... the Microsoft search engine. That shit's trash. Did you not know this existed until a couple weeks ago when I told you it was one of my top two favorite Christmas movies? No, it was it was this year though. The hell is wrong with you? There's a lot. Okay, in my defense, there are a lot of Christmas movies. There are far no, too many. No, that is like a Hall of Fame. That's fair. Not even just Christmas movie, like movie. Like it's, it's a great it's movie. Really good. It's great. Spoiler alert: We're going to talk about this probably next week. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm on board for trying to record that for right before Christmas. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I because I still haven't had my opportunity to sit down and watch it. I always sit down and watch the whole thing. I watched 20 minutes of it on the treadmill the other day on mm. accident. <laughs> well, not not on accident. There was nothing on the limited channel guide, and I saw that that was on. I said, "Okay, I can watch this while I'm running on the treadmill for a little while." Sure. And so I watched a random section of the final third of the movie. It's a it's a good flick. Great flick. I, and we'll I don't want to get into any details here because we're gonna we it, it's worthy of an entire episode. That's fine. I just wanted to address the fact that you didn't see it until last. No, night. No, I did not see. I have not. I did not see White Christmas before last night. I just assumed you had seen it sometime when you were younger and haven't seen it since, and were hazy on the details. No, no, just never saw it. Uh, I was so Kim and I have been doing a a lot of Christmas movie watching lately. Um, end of the night, instead of throwing on a show, throw on a Christmas movie. It's a great time of year. Love it, absolutely love it. And I was on. I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm going through. Like we have we have a lot of streaming services. So I was like, oh, less than. I was like, let me do. Let me check Amazon. And I said, I went to the search and I said Christmas movies. Tap that out. Started flipping through. It's like cool, 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 cool. Die Hard. I was like, you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> and nice. I mean, I didn't watch it. I kept scrolling. More, more on that later. <laughs> okay, sweet. All right. Uh, Star Wars. What? The bread on the other side of the sandwich. No, no, I'm not done with my thing. Oh. I, that I was just talking about. I okay. just wanted to bring that up since we're oh. talking about Christmas. Okay, yeah. Great, um, good, great movie. No, the more on that later is I have a couple of new entries to the Christmas movies. Okay. Compendium that... Are oh yes, so excited. not treated in the in the same vein as Die Hard that are not treated like Christmas movies that should be because they are Christmas movies. One is a little bit more of a joke. I will get with that one first. Jurassic World, Christmas movie. Jurassic World. The movie starts off before the kids leave. There's snow on the ground. They're getting ready for Christmas. This is their Christmas present is to go to Jurassic World. And uh, as the kids are in the car and in the airport leaving, they're playing 
I think it was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. You, if, it's, if it's on the soundtrack and it's happening at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. I don't know why I want to fight you on this one. <laughs> but I'm not going to because I realize that if it sets a precedent, it may disqualify other movies. So I will allow it. <laughs> this one, I, I'm, I am offering this one more as a joke. It's just because, again, I was... Running, I feel like a defense attorney that knows the client's guilty, (laughs) but I I will allow it. it. (laughs) I'll allow it. Um, yeah, no. Um, so I again, I was at the gym running, put on something for five minutes as I'm warming up before I get in my lift, and uh, Jurassic World is on. I was like, okay, great, it's the beginning of the movie, I can watch this for five minutes before I go work out for real. And (laughs) I had the closed captioning on because there's obviously no audio, Mm. and there was a couple of lines of movie and I remember them being snow in front of, you know, whatever. And there's no more lines coming across the closed captioning. It's now musical notes. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I was like, fuck, this is a Christmas movie. I have to talk about this on the episode this week. That's great. Um, Christmas movie, but mostly a joke because I had no idea. This one much more serious. Gremlins is a Christmas. Movie. Gremlins is in fact, Christmas movie. No, I, no debate, moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Uh, it's not a movie that I am super familiar with. I've seen it all the way through once when I was younger. I don't remember it that well. I remember a couple of little scenes. But I saw this kind of obliquely on the internet the other day. And I was like, I just read like the quick case where I was like, oh, 100%, this is a Christmas movie. The whole thing happens on Christmas Eve or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Christmas movie. Done. There's so a... Look, Sorry, did you you did, you did watch it though, or watch a little bit of it? I have seen the whole movie. I just really don't remember it very well. Okay, there's a there's a certain I can't I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. There's a Christmas song that plays early in the movie. I think it's opening credits early. Well, that's what I heard is that there was I don't remember what the song was, but I heard there's a Christmas movie on the soundtrack. Yes, the whole thing happens around Christmas. I can't. Uh, I think it's all on Christmas Eve. Like Christmas is central to the plot of it, even if it's yeah. In the background, mostly. It's a Christmas movie. I can't think of what the song is, but I do know that every time that song plays on the radio, Gremlins is the first thing that comes to mind. So I'll have to I'll have to let you know next time it happens. Okay. So, moving on to my final points. It's uh, very sad to see that beer end, and it's mine's about to end as well. Um, <laughs> uh, final thing. We finally are getting more or less a full cast, main cast, of the Mandalorian, there was a cast list mm. revealed th- today. Okay. Uh, so the headline of this, this one's on Heroic Hollywood, but it's I think it was picked up on a bunch of places. I don't know if this was the originator of the story. Sure. Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad star Giancarlo Esposito yes. joins the Mandalorian as full cast is revealed. Good. So I we are going to have a abbreviated version of one of our favorite segments called Reading, where I will read you this article. <laughs> Lucas Wait, Films. can we can we adjust the name of the segment that that whole thing is the name of the setting? Re- not just reading, <laughs> but the actual segment is now called Reading, where I will read you this article. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, that works too. Um, Lucasfilm has officially revealed the full cast for the first ever live-action Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal was previously revealed to have landed the titular role, along with Gina Carano, who was also cast in the series. Lucasfilm has now announced that Giancarlo Esposito, Emily Swallow, Carl Weathers, 
Omid Abtahi, Werner Herzog, and Nick Nolte will also be joining the series. Nice. Weathers himself was long rumored to have a role in the series, while previously comments from Herzog gave away the actor's involvement. Plot details for The Mandalorian have not yet been revealed, however. The series is confirmed to take place six years after... Now, okay, I'm going to just a little bit of editorial here. It says confirmed to take place six years. The thing is, John Favreau a while back said it takes place seven years after. I was reading something else earlier today saying that it takes place five years after, and now this is saying officially confirmed six years later. Somewhere in the five to seven years after. Because <laughs> I'm not joking, in the last six hours, I've seen it officially right. confirmed as three separate years. Officially. Five, six, and seven. Oh my God. Um, after Return of the Jedi, and we'll explore. Yeah, I don't think you guys know what official means. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, between the original and sequel trilogies, the series will follow Pascal in the title role as a lone gunslinger on the outer reaches of the galaxy. So I will reread you those names one more time quickly: Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian himself, uh, Gina Carano, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad fame. Emily Swallow, who is from Supernatural, I'm not familiar with her. Mm. Carl Weathers, and if you don't know who Carl Weathers are, is get the fuck out of here. Uh, Omid Abtahi. If you don't know who Carl Weathers are? Well, he, his, last, his last name is plural, and that's why I came out that way. My mind got into, like... That's great. My mind got into, like, autopilot, like, computer right. mode, and I read that as Weathers, and it, that's, how, that's how grammar works. <laughs> You'd be great as my navigation system. <laughs> right? Omid Abtahi, who is from American Gods, I'm not familiar with him, uh, and Werner Herzog from Grizzly Man. Now, that is a name I know, but I have no fucking idea what he's ever been involved in. <laughs> and Nick Nolte. Uh, again, if you don't know who Nick Nolte is, well, actually, if you don't know Nick, who Nick Nolte is, I won't yell at you. You're probably just too young. Mm. So, when does this come out? This is next? Uh, roughly one year from now. So, oh... Interesting. Do you think it's going to be... Is it going to air before or after the release of Star Wars? I would... Well, Okay, so I'm not actually sure. The, is it the 19th, I think? Is the, or do the they date? have a date? They definitely have a date. I just don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, I will look it up right now. And so the thing is, they have not given an official date as to the specific day that... Um, I bet you it comes out this like there's gonna be a Sunday show and it's gonna come out the week before the release date of Star Wars. I was nine. close. Uh, December twentieth is when Episode Nine comes out. Mm -hmm. um, they have not given us a date for when Disney Plus will roll out, though sure. it's been said pretty firmly that it will be December of twenty nineteen. Is that what they're calling it, Disney Plus? I believe so. Yes. Hmm. Um. So I'm if I had to guess, I don't know that the, the the streaming service comes out December first, but I have to imagine they're gonna release the. I I imagine that this show will be deliverable day one of the streaming service. That would be how I would do it, right? Because I want people to like sign up and the draw. start watching right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to imagine that it will be in the first week of December. I would. They may give it a week. The point is, I think they're going to want people watching it, like, not a day before Episode 9 comes out. I think they're going to want enough time. Mm. But that they want it out so people are, even if they haven't finished it, because I, I don't know for a fact that they're releasing it as, like, 
like Netflix model where it's everything at once, or right. if it'll be episodic, or if it'll do half and half. Like hmm. uh, the rest I'm of curious. The I'm curious how they're gonna what they'll do there. Yeah, we'll see. I I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, me too. And uh, I am happy first. to pay for a premium service to watch that. Uh, yes, uh, because I think it's gonna be premium. Yeah, that's a good cast. Yep. And also, I'm I'm going see what I'm going to do here. AMC, are you listening? What I'm going to do here is I'm going to pay for something, and then I'm going to watch the thing. I'm not going to pay for the thing, and then watch commercials about your other things. That's well. More importantly, you're going to pay for a thing, and get a full product back. Right. Right. Not a half-assed garbage party. Yes. I got you. I got you. Is that it? Was that the news and nuggets? That's it for my news and nuggets. So at an hour and 30 minutes. Well, you know, since we basically had a full show of our assorted fuckery that we do on the side that we love and we hope you love too, um, let's take a brief pause to for Anthony to steal his nerves with some whiskey. Um, looked like, that looked like White Walker? Was it's, that White Walker? It's White Walker, and it's... It's necessary, and here's why. Uh, this, you know that this movie holds a special place in hell for me, and the I've had a, I've had a day. So today, oh, I didn't know that capped off with this movie. I think requires this. It's it's not a lot of whiskey. It's just a little bit, but it's it's so good. Steal the nerves <laughs> and scrub your soul. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna drink some of that. Okay, and so I figured this would be a good opportunity for me to debut. No. The Very Merry Holiday Ale. Ah! <laughs> which, again, I will be withholding from you. Ah! Cloud Atlas in the next 72 hours. Okay, so, yeah, I'll, I'll make that happen. Um, Friday night. You don't got no yeah. plans Friday night, right? You're really holding, you're holding this beer hostage, and I don't appreciate it. Here, it's, have this beer. It oh, better be good. I'm withholding it from you. Look at me getting off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines from that show. <laughs> uh, you're but killing me. It's not that I don't want to watch. Here's the other thing. I actually uh, missed opportunity. I was actually going to. Come on. I was going to download. Uh, it was on Netflix, so I was going to. I was going to save it offline. But you own it. I know. I was going to save it offline for. Uh, I went because I went to DC and I was on the train and I'm on the train for over three hours. I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to watch it. Um, I had to do a lot of work, <laughs> so which I, is fine. The, so listen, the big hurdle is you said you wanted to watch it two times before we record. You've watched it zero times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watch the first one with Kim, then do your own note-taking watch on yeah, your own time. That's fair. That's fair. Just gotta break the seal. You're not wrong. I'm. I've gotten myself into this weird spot in my life. No, you've psyched yourself up where it's it's become this yeah. big accomplishment. You've already seen the movie. Right. I know. I know. It's the weirdest thing. It's the same. So you know what happened the other night? I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to play a video game. And then I spent about 45 minutes going through games I have, games I want, games I could download right now. And then I played guitar and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just didn't. I just couldn't do it. I don't know what the problem. And it's like. No, I mean, it happens to everyone at times or sometimes or other. I mean, yeah. like, it's it's one of those weird things where you're like, fuck, what were I just doing? Like, I, I got so hyped to do this thing that I got that you get that paralysis, like the like the too many options thing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Which is why I actually eliminated a lot of my options. I got rid of my PlayStation and my Xbox specifically because I had games. I wanted to play games, and I wasn't playing them. So now I have a Switch and a computer. And I play more now, which is interesting. But it's... You should have kept one of the good consoles. Well, my know. PC plays all those games, so... I, I guess so. And I have that. I have it set up to stream directly to my TV. Well, for so me, I play so few... I play plenty of games, but the problem is I just don't play... I play so few new games. I, mm. I very discerning in what i choose to buy and by that i mean i basically buy a madden every couple of years and <laughs> whatever, whatever bioware game comes out right um so anthem comes out in february or march i'm gonna get that and play it and i guess you can play on the computer it's a pc yeah. game it's yeah just, I'm, I'm gonna be getting console i'm excited for that game, so well let's see that's the thing too i'm not i'm definitely not done with consoles i really do enjoy it and i'm I find it, there's a there's a little bit extra. I, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Uh, all these PC lovers out there, it is way easier to play a game on a console. Yeah. Um. There is a there. You, you like get ex- we got excited. There was a time and a place where we got excited about plug and play in a computer, right? Where you you could plug something in and it just worked, and, it, and that's pretty much the norm now, um, for hardware, for the most case, um, with video games. It's just not the same. It's not. It's not easy to play a game on a computer. Not for me. At least. I don't. I don't care. I don't care what your setup looks like. I don't care how much time you've put into it. The fact that you've had to put that time in, and the fact that you have to have it set up that way, is exactly what I'm talking about. When it comes to a video game console, you just play the game. It's a little bit more now, where yeah, sometimes you have to install the game too, and it takes a little bit of time. But other than that, it's just. It just works out of the box. Uh, I don't want to sit at my desk and play a game. I don't want to have to fiddle with figuring out a controller mapping and setup for a game. It's it's it is kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I can play whatever I want pretty much on this machine. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. That that being said, this was all a tangent on a tangent, which is I'm gonna break the seal on this thing, much like you need to break the seal on watching that movie. Right, and we're gonna debut the, the holiday satisfying ale. pop of the holiday I know it is, which I have not been able to sample yet, um, but that will be available to those who qualify on Saturday, and by that I mean to those who qualify. Predominantly, I mean my cousin Mike, who I'm sure is listening because he texted me today asking what we were doing and when it was coming out. To because think that I took you to drink gallons of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna withhold from me. I gave you a set of conditions. I asked you to watch this movie like eight months ago. That's a movie you already watched that you own. <laughs> and let's not forget, like the most important part of this, a movie that I very much like. <laughs> yeah, not a movie that you're dreading. It's not. It's, it's not me asking you to watch the Phantom Thread. It's you asking me to watch Star Wars. Like it's. Wait, <laughs> ask me to watch the Phantom Thread. And then I went and watched it the second I saw it was available on HBO. I don't I don't know that I actually asked you to watch this movie. Well, you said that you had a lot to get off your chest, which you're very soon to be able to do. Yeah, that's um, true. And I saw it was available. I said, let me do this thing. He's been waiting for <sighs> a year to unburden himself of all of this, but I'm going to take a whiff of this pretty color. It looks good. This whiskey smells fantastic. <laughs> mm. Uh, I'm happy to report that uh, after struggling for quite some time, having very substandard head on my beers, this one came out exactly as nice. I would have designed. Um, that's been plaguing me, and I'm not entirely sure why. Okay. For the last years I made, 
with the exception of the porter that I made. That yeah. one I expected to have very little head. It still had less than I expected, but that type of that I going into that one I knew that that one would be lesser. Right. Uh, but a couple of the other ones I made had like almost nothing and it was very perturbing. And the verdict is subtle. <laughs> if you just it would have been amazing if you just spiked the glass. This is swill. <laughs> and I was like, well, guess I don't have to watch the movie. No, it's very tasty. Um, but I am still learning how to do spicing okay. in beer. Uh, because if you overdo it, it's bad. Sure. Um, and, you're, you, and you've underdone it, is what you're saying? I detect them all, but I would have desired them to be a little bit more strong. But I was taking some of the guidelines I saw for spicing that worked with different styles and I was co-opting it onto this style of a beer that I've already made before with mm. slight tweaks. Um, it's very tasty. It just didn't come out how I expected. It's actually gotcha. probably one of my best beers. Oh. It's really good, just not what I envisioned when I set out to make it. Okay. That's that's fair. That's uh... I'm not disappointed with the quality just that I missed the mark I set for myself. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, it seems like it would be the perfect beer to do with our White Christmas episode next week. Yes, and that was one of the things that I thought would be cool to make sense, and thus I will give you one beer, um, if you haven't watched Cloud Atlas. I will give you one sealed beer to bring home with you to do White Christmas with. Oh, okay, so if I watch Cloud Atlas, I can drink a beer there. Yes. If I don't watch Cloud Atlas... I can drink the beer a few days later. Yeah, but you'll you see how you've backed yourself into a corner on this one. Well, no, because <laughs> I'm gonna do something for the greater good here. The mm. greater good. Um, just understand that as you're taking a sip, you'll feel unworthy. All right, we're about seven days into this episode. I think it's time that we talk about the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go first? I would like to go first, and here's okay. why. Uh, I want to give the, a little bit of context for folks about how we do this show. So Al and I both keep uh, our own separate notes, and then we compile those notes into a OneNote folder that we share. And on that OneNote folder, we have a tab for each one of our episodes. Uh, not episodes, sorry. Each one of our sessions. So anytime that we record, we have a session. And the reason why it's, it's all screwed up is because we did multiple recordings in one day, so like the sessions don't actually match up to the episode number. You don't really need to see how the sausage is made. The key here is that under this particular one, we have Session 63, Phantom Thread. There are four documents in that folder. Intro, Anthony's notes, Al's notes, and outro. Intro and outro are the things that I write to get us prepped for getting into and out of the show, obviously. And under Anthony's notes is usually where I will dump the notes that I've taken in a separate application for news and my particular news and nuggets that I want to talk about. And then basic bullet points to go over and touch on throughout the episode uh, while we're talking about the movie itself. And Al noticed what my notes said for this movie, and it's important that I bring this up to you folks here. He was concerned that I didn't give this movie its due diligence, and which is fair, based on the note that I have in the document. What he doesn't know, and what I did not reveal to him prior to the show, was that I did start writing. And writing. And writing. See, that's what I expected. A lot. Not to see, then maybe see an addendum to, because I was I was expecting you to debut with 
a bit of a rant, and I was going to let you have the floor, get it off your chest. You've had a lot longer to let it simmer with you. It got to a point where I stopped writing just because, not because I was done, but because I have lo- I had lost track of where I went. <laughs> and That's I was like... a rabbit hole. Right. And I was like, let me go back and read this. And it is compl- it was incoherent. I had I was it was basically just it was cursing the wind is what the, the best the best it, rants eventually delve into incoherence though usually come back to coherence before the end. I boiled this rant down to a single line which I then dumped into the notes section of this session. Under Anthony's notes in the one nut in the one note drive for Flicks and a Six for session 63 you will see a single line that says nope fuck this movie. <laughs> and that is what it all boils down to. Here's the thing. This movie was an Oscar contender. There is a certain level of excellence that requ- that is required for you to get to that to to that status. Uh that I understand that could be debatable on some levels. Um we get movies like Gravity. Ugh. We get Visual excellence. Visual excellence. There's okay. So there's there's a certain level of excellence that goes along with it, and the reason this movie, I firmly believe, uh, the reason that this movie was nominated, was because Daniel Day Lewis was in it, and because he said that this was going to be his last one. That is the reason this movie was nominated for an Oscar. I am not going to argue the fact that the man is an incredible actor and an incredible talent. That's not what this argument is about. Um, I am not going to argue that there is a a very consistent, interesting aesthetic throughout the movie. I am not going to argue that there's a it's a period piece. What I am going to argue with is the storyline itself, the fact that it's not actually entertaining. It's brutal to get through certain aspects of it. Um, painful <laughs> in many ways, which which we'll get to, and um, I, I I'm I'm getting I'm starting to hyperventilate thinking about this movie. Here's the thing: every no, time I think more. about the anger, man. Let me see the every rage. time I think about this movie, I get more and more frustrated. Wait, and, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Just let me give you one line, and then I want you to continue. Oh, Christ, be wrath for me. Be wrath. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay, here's you want wrath. <laughs> you know what you know what could have made this movie. You know what could have made this movie good. There was actually there's one quality that actually would have turned this around for me and made this an Oscar contender. Weirdly enough, and that is if it was based on a true. <laughs> story (laughs) if this was based on a true story i would be fascinated about the mental illnesses that all of these characters have and that's not i that is not a knock on mental there are there are certain (laughs) there are certain mental illnesses that these that these characters exhibit sure and i do find that fascinating i the mind is very interesting to me um if you want to get a little bit meta with this, we could say that maybe the writing, directing, maybe those folks are, like, fucked up. And that could make it interesting in an Oscar contender in its own right. Maybe. That's a little bit too out there for me. I'm, I'm interested in the movie itself. This movie's not based on a specific person. 
it's delivered in a way that you would expect like a biography to be delivered about this wacko designer just this this guy who is just on pluto with his his antics and his uh, brief interjection before you continue because i want you to continue and i want you to move on from incredibility no, no, no please i need to breathe for a minute but the thing is i refuse to believe that there's a human being named reynolds woodcock <laughs> You know what? You know what really summed it up for me. After no, give me ref. You're giving me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. Some, I'll give you some more. So after. So I was oh, okay. This was one of those things, and this is one of those things that I vividly remember from back when I discovered that this wasn't a based on a true story or about a real person, which is what probably just. I mean, if if this whole thing, if my entire experience was a powder keg. <laughs> by the end of the movie, reading that it wasn't based on somebody was just, you you didn't light it, you threw it into a burning fire. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's what happened there. And it was one of those things where I was just like, I was reading it about, uh, it was about Cyril, the actress that plays Cyril, and how on set, because he's a, because Daniel Day-Lewis is a method actor and stays in character, which um, I don't respect as much as I think, screw you, uh, at this point. Because there we go. That sounded like there's, crap. Give it to me. There's, so she had to call him Reynolds throughout the entire filming of the movie to the point where she was actually calling him that during interviews. And I was like, no, because he doesn't respect you <laughs> because he made you call him Reynolds. He thinks he's better than you. I'm sorry. I'm... I think he's a great actor. I have a strange feeling he's a bad person. <laughs> okay. And that's where that's where this movie has taken me. That's a version of The Wrath I did not expect. I did not expect The Wrath to be directed at Daniel Day-Lewis. It's going to be directed at a lot of people as we get through this episode. Okay. It's going to be directed in all sorts of directions. <laughs> the, one thing, the one caveat I'll have to what you just sure. said, though. If... In interviews, he referred to her as Cyril. I think it's fair. I don't believe he does. From well, what I, I don't understand. know if he does or doesn't. I didn't look into this because this is the first I'm hearing about. What this. What I know is that if he was a method actor, true, if he wants to like go all out, if he wants to be this much of a dick about it, right? Then after Lincoln, they wouldn't have been able to make this movie. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> I'm just frustrated. This movie sucks. This movie's just real bad. Uh, I, I am. I was thinking more and more about it, and Kim and I were were uh, we were talking in frustration to each other, bonding over this re- just earlier when I talked about how how we were gonna do it, how we were gonna do this, and she was and she said the same thing. If it was just based on someone. <laughs> Even loosely. <laughs> just I mean, I'm sure it is loosely based on someone. Just you know, if you want to go similar, if, if you want to go all out, that all out, maybe you know, use poison mushrooms. You know, like Jesus, just you're murdering. Daniel I'm Lewis. I'm just frustrated with this film. This oh and the and the, oh that fucking that relationship oh the relationship between him and his sister. Dis- oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And oh, and 
you know what? You can't talk during breakfast? Look, I don't like to be talked to in the morning. I'm not a morning... Fuck you. Okay? Like, are you kidding me? What is that? What is that breakfast? If she... She should have stabbed him in the eye with a butter knife. That is how that breakfast should have went down. That would have made for a much more entertaining movie. God damn. It would have made for something. This movie... I'm, see, here's the thing. This is why I've, I've actually been hesitant to approach this movie and this episode. Because there is this fear in the back of my mind that you're going to like this movie and it's going to end at this show. <laughs> I, need to, I need to know what you thought. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and cool off for a minute. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I... Um... No, I'm usually the one who does rants, so that's why I've been egging you on. I wanted because I know that this movie, perhaps more than any movie, even more than Good Time, um, really got under your skin. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to let you have the opportunity to vent like that. You know what usually... else? <laughs> the, phantom, the Phantom Thread, <laughs> the thread that he puts in the in in the clothing. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter at all to the plot. And it's just stupid. He's got mommy issues. He treats everybody like his mommy. He wants to be coddled, but he also wants... He's just a shit. He's a shit person. I don't like him. I hate this movie, and I hate everything it represents. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that's good. That's what I want. That's, this is what I want. This is what I want from you today. This is good. This is cathartic. I wanted you to get this out of your system. This movie was... We discussed doing this movie for a while because Anthony wanted, I think, this opportunity to to unburden himself of the demons that he was carrying since watching this film. Um, this was a request recently from our biggest fan, my cousin Mike. He wanted to see, he wanted to see that from you too. Okay. As, nearly okay. as much as I did. Um, and since I saw it on HBO, I said, now is, now is the time. You know what the sadistic part of me though, I want to talk to somebody that loved this movie. Not for the reasons that you can read online, because those are all uh, regurgitated bullshit. I want to talk to somebody that liked this movie and can explain to me what they liked about it. Okay. Um, maybe that's you. Again, hoping that it's not so that we can continue to do this show. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> I'm going to try and sit back again. and I'm gonna Well, let you go. I have had... Well, now it is... 12.03 We are two hours into this episode. <laughs> two hours into this episode, but more importantly, it's almost exactly 24 hours since I finished watching mm. the movie. So you've had enough time to digest your poison mushrooms? So I've had enough time for this experience to kind of settle and percolate throughout my brain. Um, not as much as you, obviously. Uh, one would argue not only has it percolated, but it's infected and infested your brain. Um, this is coming out of me a year later. <laughs> repressed memories, but the way the only way you get past those sorts of repressed memories is to unburden yourself as we're doing out. now. And that's okay. so. Episode six, episode seventy. Anthony goes to therapy. <laughs> this is what I have to say about this movie. It's a delight. Oh, God, he's getting more whiskey. I'm so sorry. 
See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The thing is, I know you're kidding. Because delight is not the word that you would have used if you were serious. I beg to differ. Okay. I'm going to let you continue. <laughs> I'm going to listen. I'm not going to interject. I'm just going to enjoy this. Please. I feel like it's going to have to be, I mean, I, I don't mind driving, but it's going to have to be a bit of a conversation between the two of us. Uh, Cause I certainly can't uh, bring the level of passion you just did. Sure. Um, in my defense of this movie. But the performances within this movie were delightful to watch. Um, they were masters of their craft. Delight, and delight is an inappropriate word to... Listen, not, we didn't watch any horrible torture and... Oh, I mean, I guess poisoning maybe. Um, yeah. Direction, okay. but, um, spoiler alert, guys. Um, there was... Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was nothing like that nothing really dark and unseemly this type of stuff that bring bile to the back of your throat like this is you watched three masters of their craft on screen um even cyril though she doesn't get nearly as much screen time as the other two gets to do a lot of good stuff um because every word that she speaks is very measured because uh, that character is sharp as attack, and mm -hmm. the couple of times that she chooses to unleash, she could stop a rhino charging with a word. Like she says to him later in the movie, she says, you don't want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me, because I'll go right through you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that actually made me sit back in my seat. Um, there was wonderful music that was played throughout the course of it, um, all of it that was used to a certain aim. There's two specific scenes that don't carry any music or tones, whether they be dark and ominous or otherwise. Uh, and Bow. there's what's that? Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to lure you back in. That's fine. Um, uh, there's two specific scenes, and the fact that they are without music, there's a reason for that. And I'd like to get into that more with you. Cause I'd like that to be more of a conversation. Cause I actually sure. don't know. I don't know the answer okay. to it, but I observed it that from the moment the movie started, there was always some music or sounds going on in the background. And there was two specific times that I can think of that there wasn't any. And I took notice of it because it was the first time in, in a two hour long movie that didn't have sound. Um, other than the dialogue being carried in between. Um, There, I mean, the, there's a sense of weight for a movie that's the stakes are pretty low in the sense of it's not life or death, mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Um, there's still many scenes where you hang on every word and everything feels like what comes next is the most important thing you'll hear. And there's this lingering claustrophobic tension that well, maybe delight, you're right, isn't the right word for that. Mm -hmm. um, 
but for maybe two the first two thirds of the movie, it's a constant march towards the edge of an abyss and looking out over it, but always coming just a step before you fall. Um, in some ways, it kind of reminded me of like that thing we talked about, like that Family Guy. Uh, even Always Sunny, how they they just ratchet up the tension and they ratchet it and ratchet it to the point where you want to get up and walk away. And then they slowly let the air out of the balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you think about that so far? Um, those things so far added together. Do not make a good movie. Those are hallmarks of a great movie. But that's if I want you to continue. <laughs> because you can have you can have Master Craftsman, which at this point I'm not convinced. Um, this actually, this actually took more, this took away, uh, it took away more of my, uh, of his appeal for me than it, than it added to it. Um, yes, I, I will agree with you that the three of them, at every point during the movie, I believed that those three people were those three characters. Yes. Okay. There are two problems with that. One, those characters are shitty people. But that doesn't necessarily make bad performances or bad movies. No, hang on. Whoa, I didn't say bad performance ever. (laughs) Let's. uh, I will. I will lob to you. Free fire. Every person on screen was a shitty person. Yes. I love that movie. Uh, great movie. Phenomenal movie. Um, and here's the thing. In that Free- movie was a delight. Free- that movie was a delight. And in, in Free Fire, we had these interesting characters with just enough mystery behind them. A steady pace of just complete intrigue. Entertainment. There was comedy. There was thriller dimensions. There was dramatics. There was twists and turns. It was, it was all well done. It all... We're not talking about Free Fire. We have that episode. For this movie, the story doesn't go anywhere, in my opinion. You're not curious about the mystery behind what makes a man like Reynolds Woodcock? Me being curious about that, maybe I would be interested in a a backstory. No, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not watching that movie. Um... No, I'm not. You know what? I really don't. I don't care. He sucks. He really sucks. And he's just an awful human being. He's not he's not a good person, so I don't care about him. That's the thing. Uh, a, a good a good he's the he's like a fucking villain in this. Like he's uh like you know what? Good on them. Like if this is it, we're talking about the movie, right? They won. I understand. They probably won. Right, I'm the be- talking the about best, it. The best villains think they're the protagonists in their own story. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. The mushrooms were the villain, but they were actually the hero, <laughs> and they failed. This was a movie where the hero lost. The hero being the mushrooms, 
the villain being the main character, me wishing the main character actually got what he deserved in the end. These people suck. The, okay. You know um, what? You have to. The thing is, I feel bad about this episode. Here's the reason why. Uh, I don't want you to watch this movie because I believe that it is a tremendous waste of your time. I do want you to watch the movie so that you can listen to this and understand where I'm coming from. What I really want is more opinions on why this is good. And unfortunately, I don't... I. I may have done that thing that I hate that people do where I've already made up my mind that you're not going to change my mind, which is which is likely where we're at. And I think I'm just going to have to make my peace with that. As much as I hate it, this this movie is hot trash. Can I have can I have a, a yeah. moment please? Mm-hmm. I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad and not even at you. Not at the situation. I'm just, I'm replaying scenes of the movie in my head and it's making me mad. Like it makes me, and I, you know what though? If you want to say this movie is art, I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, with that, I'd like to reframe this conversation slightly. Sure. This has been a thought experiment brought to you by the pairing of me and my cousin Mike. I know. I feel like. It would have been fine if you didn't use the word delight. I had you when you said delight. Okay. <laughs> but go um, on. <laughs> so we wanted to see what your response to this So was. mad right now. Anger is what we were looking for. Yeah. would be if I told you that I loved this movie. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to reframe the conversation so it's more of a conversation. Sure. Because there is actually a lot of things that I want to talk about okay. in this in depth. I already touched on some of it. Yep. Um, this is an excellent film. It is not an entertaining movie. I I don't necessarily agree that it is an excellent film. I believe that it has a number of parts of it that make that that would add to an excellent film, but it does not. This film does not add up <laughs> to the sum of its parts. <laughs> so the one thing I will say to you is I agree that the resolution to this story definitely leaves something to be desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was displeased with where the narrative ultimately landed okay. or maybe at least how it got there. Mm-hmm. But I found myself intrigued and compelled throughout the majority of the runtime. I Which, okay... There is something to be said about that in that I did not turn the movie off. Though I will say that at numerous times throughout the movie, I said, why am I doing this to myself? And I don't have an answer. Just that... No, I never felt that during the Oh, I, I did. And my I and say... as that was going on, as I an- answered that question, the, with as, it, the, the, as the movie got went on longer and longer for, an, uh, what, a runtime of 17 days... How, that movie was long as hell. So here's the thing. Almost perfectly exactly two hours. So it was only two hours? White Christmas was two hours of delight. <laughs> anyway, the, as I was going, every time I asked that question, I said, you know what, though? I do have to finish this so that I can hate on this as much as I want to. Because well, there are... informed opinion when you're going to hate something. Right. There's a, there is a movie that I didn't finish. There's probably... I, actually, if, if I'm being honest, I'm pretty sure there is one movie... No, there's two. I can think of two. There are two movies that I have put on and I have turned off. 
One of them is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I probably should have turned that one off. And I, I by all accounts, I'm, I, I feel like I'm supposed to like that movie. I didn't get into it. I actually turned it off. And that was a big, that was a turning point in my life because I had, up until that movie, I had not turned a movie off. I have seen a movie through, whether it was horrible or not, whether it was good time or it was, <laughs> or it was no, Star Wars. No, you had Wars. to. We, we were doing we had the to, show. Yeah, we had to, had to watch the So I've, I, I've watched movies all the way through, even if I'm not on board with them. And by the end of it, I could usually, I, I could usually justify it. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I turned off. Um, maybe one day I'll finish it, but I can't. I won't do an episode on it. I won't review it. I won't say it's a shitty movie. Honestly, but, it's beyond my ability to discuss that movie intelligently, and I'm angry at that movie for turning something that, on paper, I should love into something that I hated. And I, yeah, that's that's totally fair. I, going in, I felt like I should have like I should have enjoyed it, and like. But especially me, that is my. Yeah, oh yeah, that's your wheelhouse. For me, yeah. it was twenty minutes in. I was like, I'm, you know what? I'm not into it. Maybe at another place in time, I'll be into it, but I'm not right now. And I was like, I can't do this, and I just turned it off. The other movie was Blade Runner. I actually just just didn't get into it, and now that that one's weird to me because from what I understand about that movie, I should love it. So I will give that one another chance, and it might have just been like a weird time in my life thing. That's so I'll give I that one another to time. Give another chance because I had recorded it several years ago on DVR to watch it, and I didn't really feel into it, but I was interested in what was going on. You know, something that I just I was dumb and I turned on too late at night, and I was like, okay, I gotta go to sleep because I'm not gonna make it through the whole movie, and I just never picked it back up. Mm-hmm. And after it was like a couple of weeks, and it was like. I'm gonna have to start over, and I just never did. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. I and I I feel like I said I feel like I should like that movie, so I I do I want to watch it because by all accounts I should. But getting back to this movie, um, I wouldn't say necessarily that I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I don't regret honestly. The time I spent. If you enjoyed it, I might have to call someone. Well, no, but the thing is, I don't, I don't regret the time I spent watching it, and I don't think it was a bad movie um, or a bad film. That's the important thing. This is it's not a movie meant to be art, right? This is sure. a film, not a movie. It succeeds um, as art as far as evoking a response from the consumer. Not just evoking a response, <laughs> but there are levels of detail and artistry within the movie that. I can't let go sullied as they've been by you mm-hmm. um, with your hatred of the movie. And I can understand not liking it. That, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an abundance of quality that went into the making of this film that I can appreciate, even though I don't have the education or ability to necessarily parse those things on my own. Um, though, while I was watching it, I was able to to detect some of those things myself, even if I lack the language to describe them. Um, though I will be able, I, I do want to talk right now, um, seriously about the three of their performances, because I was enthralled sure. by most of their conversations together, uh, and all of their acting physically, facially, and in their delivery of the lines. Yeah. I was, very impressed with all three of their performances. It's incredibly solid delivery, performance, uh, well-written dialogue. It's 
and it, it feels natural with these with these actors that are playing these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine. I I'm not going to fight you on that. I do think that those things were there. It's to the the point where well, I, not so much with him because I've seen him do this thing in his other roles, right? Where he become he goes the full method. He becomes that character. But for the other two, I'll have if I ever see them in anything else, I'll have a trouble. I'll have trouble. Um, extracting them from this role. They'll mm. always be these roles and anything else I see them in, probably. Unless they do something so dramatically different sure. as to shatter that illusion. Because they embodied those characters in such ways that they felt like real people. They felt like a glove perfectly matched to the hands that were those actors, right? They they were this person and this person was them. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many of the things were so such small little nuanced things. It's the glance or the half smile that Vicky Creeps would do as that character, or the targeted line that Leslie Manville would give without looking at you, mm-hmm. and yet it penetrated your soul or rather the soul of the character she was delivering it to. Um, they were masterful performances. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if anything, it's possible that he did the least well of the three because at times that picture even broke for me because I heard his voice as his character from the last of Mohegan's break mm-hmm. out a couple of times. Yeah, where I didn't feel like I was listening to Reynolds Woodcock anymore. I felt like I was listening to that character whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, and it's not to say that he, like, you know, it's still fine. He's still a great actor, um, and it was yeah. still a very good performance. But actually, probably doesn't hold up alongside some of his other fantastic performances. But I didn't hear um, Bill the Butcher, and I didn't hear Abraham Lincoln. I heard that specific character in this one for some reason. I don't know if it's just that that's what's most closely to his real life voice. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, probably. Probably. The, I yeah, that's that's actually that is a good point. Um, but like I said, they I'm not gonna argue with you on the performances themselves. At no point during this, like actually, weirdly enough, watching the movie. And if you want to talk about like a period piece or something like or something along those lines, watching the movie, I really felt like I was there. Yes. In the time and place. I had no desire to be there. And <laughs> and the story they were telling, I would have walked away. If you were I would have oh God, it's so bad. Sorry. I'm gonna stop. I've done this already. It's okay. It's to be expected. Um, so, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll agree. We'll agree that the performances, the performances were well done. Um, and this will probably be a reoccurring thing throughout the rest of this episode. At what cost? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So, let's talk. By the end of the movie, I wanted to eat the omelet. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> Yes, you were willingly going to ingest poison to escape. To escape this garbage. Uh, And I will say that that bit threw me for a loop. Sorry, no, not the eating of the omelet. It was what came immediately after. 
like him sitting on the toilet and like laughing and crying and like yeah looking like he was the happiest he was the whole movie right that yeah. bit of it definitely confused me uh so let's Did get it? into let's get into that um it was gross. Paul Thomas Anderson, have you seen any of his other movies? Um, I feel like I looked this up after I watched this one, but I don't recall. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up again real quick. Uh, he's done There Will Be Blood. Uh, he did Boogie Nights. He did uh, Inherent Vice. Um, uh, several other things. He's a pretty uh, famous director. Oh, God. I, so I have, I have There Will Be Blood. I haven't watched it yet. I've never actually seen that either. Um, now I'm terrified. I'm gonna watch it. It's <laughs> one of those ones I bought for like five dollars in the uh, the Best Buy Blu-ray bin because it's like one of those movies I wanted to see, just haven't gotten to it yet. Mm. No, I I am not familiar with him. I am familiar with these movies, but I have yes. not seen them. So here's the thing. Um, I, I was right in that right. He did he did Boogie Nights, right? Yes. Okay, uh, I actually, I really want to see that. Um, I've, n- I haven't, um, and so I went th- through this thing a couple of years ago where everyone was raving about Inherent Vice, and so I really wanted to see it. Uh, it looked interesting, and what I heard about it was interesting, and it wasn't just a critics thing. I saw other people who. I don't think we're enamored with this movie who really liked that one. Uh, so I watched it a few years ago. And when I was done, I felt largely the same as the way I did after watching Ticker and Taylor Soldier Spy, actually. Mm. Um, I felt like I spent a couple of hours watching something that I have no idea what the purpose of it all was. Mm-hmm. Or, in fact, that I understood what was going on while it was going on. Yeah. Where, like, several times I thought I understood and I realized I didn't. Um, that movie, I experienced kind of similarly to the way you did with this one. Okay. Um, where at the end of it, I was like, the fuck was everyone going so nuts about this for? This movie sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, even in that one, I didn't even have a fallback. I never felt like anyone was killing it with their performance. And I heard people raving about the performances. Um, hmm. I totally didn't get that movie, but I realized a certain DNA that was similar to this. Uh, and so much so that I wonder how pretentious and overrated that Paul Thomas Anderson is. Because while watching Reynolds Woodcock be him, I, for my own experience, felt like it was kind of a metatextual allegory for Paul Thomas Anderson himself. When you look at the whole storyline of this irascible, exacting genius, um, and how controlling of every detail and how little time they have for anything that's not exactly how they want it to be, uh, and how little regard they have for anyone who can't who can't seamlessly and implicitly understand what it is that that person wants and is is aiming to do as if they can't share the same brain with them, because how could they? They're a genius, right? Uh, I felt like this movie and that an Inherent Vice, to a certain extent, I think is proof of that. This movie was an allegory for the director himself. Um, the specificity of the words in the dialogue, 
uh, of every movement was economical. All the costume choices, everything, every detail felt like it needed to be in place. Nothing was out of place in this. Everything was delivered to your eyes or ears um, with intent. There's no wasted movement here. And I feel like that's a picture outside of a picture, picture within a picture of the director himself. Mm -hmm. And I felt the same way about the characters I do about the director. Like, where do you get off? Yeah. Um, it's, fr it's frustrating to me the level of pretension that exists with that. Here's, you know what? I, I agree. I completely agree with you. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that puts into coherent language what I'm, what I would love to convey, but can't because I'm so angry. Good, because I realize I, I kind of got into a stream of consciousness. No, that no, I'm no, surprised that's, came out as no, that's great. That and that, and honestly, that that really that ties into something that really bothered me about this. And here's here's the biggest thing: there were a lot of great movies last year. There were a lot of a lot of the movies that were up for best picture were excellent, and I think this is what this was what may bother me the most. Um. And I could be like, you know, this was my favorite and this one got better recognition. Like, eh, like you could whine about that. But here's the thing. Call Me By Your Name, in my opinion, was the best movie of last year. And there is something incredible about the story that they're telling. There is something incredible about the storytelling mechanism. The actors that portrayed it. This was one of those movies where all of the pieces added up. You can put them all together, and they each made the other piece better. This movie was alongside Phantom Thread. And I am, I am insulted for the material that is Call Me By Your Name to be in the same sentence as Phantom Thread. I don't think you can look at it that way, considering this movie didn't win. Um... I do though, I do. I don't think I don't think this movie. Do you think well, because, this movie is deserving of a best picture nominee? Because yes, you do. Yes. Okay, that's interesting because a best picture nominee, in my opinion, it can't miss the mark on any of the like like. So you you could check off a lot of boxes, right? You could check off the you know incredible acting, sure. Um, put you in the time and place of the film. Wow, sure. Boy, does it. Uh, tells a compelling story. No. Uh, see, I, I disagree. I felt that the story was compelling for the majority of it. That's not... That's okay. A few minutes ago. No, that's, that is fair. The qualifier for the majority of it is not fair for an Oscar Best Picture nominee. In my opinion, for the standards that I hold an Oscar, picture, an Oscar Best Picture nominee to... That that what you just said disqualifies it. How did you feel about the candidacy of Birdman? I I was appalled. Really? Yeah. I you but you know we did Birdman. I didn't lot. I did not care for that movie. We we didn't do that for the show. We didn't. We just talked no. about it enough that I think it was an episode. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> no, I I was not a fan of Birdman. I also I agree with that. I I I am in the same. I feel similar about that movie that I do about this. Um, okay, then that's fair then, because at least you're being consistent about that, because yeah. um, a little less drastically, um, because the the moment where it goes off the rails is much later 
in the runtime of Birdman. It's only the last couple of minutes mm-hmm. that that's the case. I loved Birdman. I know. I know you were a big fan of that movie. Um, and I really only have a problem with the last, like, three minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one I have a problem with more, like, 10 to 15 minutes of the end. Um, but I was... Or one to two hours of the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Well, so so we can move... So I, I yeah. think... I'm, I'm glad that you feel the same way. Because I, I have a lot of positive to say about this, but it's not the perfect movie. Um, I don't know if I'll necessarily sit down... I, well, listen, I'll say this. I'll never sit down to watch the whole movie again. I won't. If you did... I would be concerned about your mental state. It's something, though, that I'd be curious to rewatch segments of. Because um, there was a lot of interesting stuff that I think bears study. Um, but, like I said, it wasn't an entertaining movie in the sense where it's like, no. oh, let me fire that up real quick. Or, hey, that's on. Let me watch that for a little bit while I'm doing something. It's not that type of movie. But I, I do not... I did not feel like I wasted last night watching this movie. I feel like i got something out of it okay um i'm glad i'm glad you do i'm glad you didn't waste your time i want to talk about thematically what this story is about before you get into that the best part of watching this movie was the popcorn that i consumed during the movie (laughs) Was it particularly good popcorn? Or it just was. I have one of those little hot. It's basically it's a it's an air like it's an air popper. It's it really hot. It's basically just a hair dryer. Yeah, that I, you put popcorn in, um, and it. I really like how the popcorn comes out. It's it's, <laughs> it's basically good. a hair dryer that you put popcorn in. <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's all it is. It's Tremendous a, sense. A, um, <laughs> that was the best part of this movie. Um, this movie's about obsession. Mm-hmm. But about several different types of obsession. All unhealthy ones. Go on. Yes. Well, I and I think that really, and again, this kind of touches on the idea of the relationship I feel like the director has with the movie itself, mm. or at least with the character. Um, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I think that's kind of just a nice addendum to this. But I think that that's kind of the point, right, is that obsession by any means is unhealthy right mm-hmm. uh it is an inherently i think unhealthy phenomenon sure um so predominantly it's about the obsessions of two people in this relationship right it's not just about his obsession with her it's about her obsession with him too oh, yeah. and how those two things clash and collide and intertwine over the course of the story um, do you want to talk about that? Sure. I don't want to feel like I dominate the rest of it. I let you no. have your rant. No. Uh, but I want this to be kind of give and take. I, I don't I mind think... driving the show and setting the stuff up. I know it's not usually my role. Um, I, I so feel I like a lot of me. this is going to be, you'll bring something like that up. You'll okay. say the thing and then I'll go, but. <laughs> so... That's fine, but how did you perceive that? So I know this is almost coming off as like an interview. <sighs> of me to you as I bring up these situations. That's just more how I think. Can you say it again? I said predominantly the story is about his obsession with her yeah, okay. and her the, the, obsession right, the, the obsession piece. Yeah, okay. Yes, 
that it maybe the the driving theme throughout the entire movie that is the reason for every action that every character takes. Um, Cyril's obsession with control, his obsession with his mother, uh, and her obsession with needing almost needing to be loved. Um, there's a lot of different, there's a lot going on. And those are like maybe macro ones. There's, there's definitely a lot of minor, like micro ones. Well, there's a bunch of them together, but I think predominantly or the most important of the obsessions is Reynolds's obsession with Alma and Alma's obsession with him. Yeah. But the thing is, the weird thing about those two is Reynolds obsession with Alma. They're not the same. Their obsessions are not, they do not manifest in the same way, but those two things intertwine in a way that's inextricable from the movie. He is obsessed with her. No, um, he's obsessed with her in, and this is the reason I, I had mentioned his obsession with his mother. He wants to be taken care of. He wants to be out of control so that somebody else can. And the only time in his life that he remembers that was his mother. So, which I think that probably gets to the core of what the resolution of the movie is. Sure. That's probably the best way to describe why he ultimately accepts his poisoning. Right. Knowing that that is the only way he can be reined back in. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he needs it, even if it has to be painful. Yep. Um, sure. Which which I realized before we're talking about this, I didn't have that fully formed in my mind. And that it was kind my, of it makes my goddamn it makes my skin crawl though. Oh, I'm not saying you have to like it. No, fact, you don't I have would to like be it. Worried if you did. Yeah, that might be worse. <laughs> but I think that little bit of what you just said actually helped finally click it all into a picture that I can look at and understand. And she is obsessed with. She's obsessed with wanting to be needed. Almost, I feel like. Well, I think. She almost she knows she knows that she plays an important role. She knows that she's in she can be and she is important in people's lives, but she needs it to be more prominent and she needs that person to recognize it. Yes, I think even more than that though. Well, but I think you're right and I'll just term it slightly different with Yeah. He is obsessed with symbolically what she can represent in his life, the void that he has. Mm -hmm. And she's obsessed with him in that the world that he opens for her is like a drug that she becomes addicted to. Yeah. And she only gets that high for being his only thing, right? When he is, when she is the sole focus of his attention, is when she feels that rush. And every time that his attention's diverted is when she feels the itch of not being on the drug. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and you see it specifically, right, where she wants to do the dinner. I never get to spend any time with just you. There's always Cyril yeah. or other people or this and that. And it looked... And you look at the two sides of that scene, and this is why I said it's so so important. That is one of the two scenes where there's no music. When he walks in the door for dinner, she's yeah. waiting for him. That whole sequence from the time he walks in to when they have their fight and the scene is over, 
that whole sequence, there's no underlying tones or music. Mm-hmm. It's the first scene that that is that I was able to track that I noticed that being a thing. Um, and I think that's why they did it. They want you to really, really, even more than what you've done in the rest of the movie, every little detail is important, but that is the one you have to really focus on, right? It The way that that, the origin of that, and it happens while the music's still playing, when he, she goes to Cyril and pitches this idea, it seemed actually pretty wholesome, right? Where I'm important to him, she's he's important to me. Mm-hmm. This is becoming a real relationship. I want to do this thing for him. This is my gesture. I feel like I'm not contributing enough. And this is the way I'm going to contribute. I'm going to make dinner. We're going to sit down and have some time together. Yeah. But it's not a wholesome thing. It's like the person who's like asks you to pour him a drink. It's like, oh, haven't you had had an, haven't you had enough? No, no, I'm fine. And really, that person has had more than their share. Yeah. It you know, it's the person who's no, I don't have a problem. Right, right. Um, while very clearly crossing the threshold into you no no, you've got a problem. Right. But you don't realize it <laughs> until you've seen how the scene ends and what her response to that scene unraveling is, right? Yeah. That is the first clue we get to her level of obsession. Here's okay, I wanna I wanna pause on this for a second. I agree. Yeah. Great. All what you said. Fantastic. I agree with it. Um, and I think this is part of the problem. That in itself, those things, those obsessions, they're very interesting things. You and I analyze a lot of movies. We do a lot outside of the scope of this show. We probably talk 90% of the time that we're together, we are talking about movies, about actors, uh, about act- and like different things that have happened, things we love. We love to analyze a movie. This is something that we might come to in the discussion of a character that we're thinking about or a plot point that we're thinking about that is deeper that would explain certain actions or explain how things happen or how things unfold or basically um, give credence to why they would do something, right? Why a certain character would do something. In those conversations, that is super interesting to me. I love that. I love to break down a movie like that, a scene down like that, a character down like that. There's some. I don't. It's it's a little weird that that's the that's the movie though. In this case, the movie is this whole is this thing that we're breaking down rather than it being like um, something that you can come up with as a reason for them for doing something, and. That being, it's almost in your face, which is a little strange and kind of, and it, a lot of it's gross, but it's, it's, it's in your face and it's not, there's no, there's almost no debate about those things. And I feel like for what I love about what we do here on this show and when we talk about movies is thinking about like, is thinking about like the driver for a character to do a certain thing or the driver for why a story unfolds a certain way. And I've, it's, it's almost spoon fed to you in this movie. And it's not, inter- I, uh, I'm uh, entertaining is not a word that you should be using to describe this movie. I don't think anybody can use that word to describe this movie. Um, which is, I've, I've expressed this before on the show. That is the sole reason why I want to be entertained. I want, to enjoy a movie the movie doesn't have to be 
all good times for me to be entertained. But there is something about this movie specifically that that it disgusts me. I think you should be. And, and that's what I said at the beginning of yeah. this specific topic. All obsession is unhealthy. Yeah. And I which is I you know, I'm falling right into that char- into that category by being obsessed with how much I hate this movie. <laughs> I, well, this is, I mean, this is the danger. In I understand the irony. Sort of movie. This is why originally I pitched when we did this episode, and, and, and if we go forward and do Oscar movies uh, for this season, uh, us doing champagne with those episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because this is a different conversation, different class than what we normally do. Yep. And I, I'm totally on board with that, just understanding that the conversations that we have will be different. Yeah. Right? You're That's fair. going from chatting about a movie into like the realm of what you do like literary criticism like when you do mm-hmm. like a paper on something like that that's the way you have to talk about this sort of movie it requires a different skill set from us some of it's overlapping but it's largely different we have to talk about this movie in a different way than we would talk about other movies and i'm cool with that um even if i think that both of us are maybe not so well equipped for this as we are with other things sure um, but I also think it's better for us that we broaden our horizon and yeah. our skill set. I'm down for this, with that. Knowing that next week we're going to do White Christmas and the weekend after the week after that, you guys are going to hear us do something that could not be farther from this. <laughs> um, which I will not spoil for you. You will all get uh... into that. I'm just going to say for you now who are listening, my, did I forget? Did I already write? I think I already wrote up the synopsis for that, right? I don't remember. I think I did, and I may have to go and re-edit it. I don't want to spoil what it is for people who go in and to see it. I want them to go in and listen to that episode not knowing what it's about, and I want them to hear it and embrace it in the same way that we embraced the content that we discussed. Um, so I like doing this episode. I don't think it's something we should do. Oh, right yeah. No, I... But I, I like this. I like that this is challenging us. I do find... What's interesting about this episode, it is more... It's more like the conversations that we have that we don't record. Some of it. it um, and it's... Well, it's also the thing where, like... <clears throat> I feel like it's a subset of people that will watch a movie like this. Yeah. Uh, this probably won't be our most listened to episode. No. But it's also probably one of our better ones. That's fair. Um, with all of its high points and low points... <laughs> with oh with all the shine on some of it and all the foibles of what we've done. Jesus Christ. Um, do you want to talk about obsession anymore, even if it's a different obsessions than what we've discussed, or um, do you want to move on to a different topic? I, I feel like you're getting a little a tired. No, I'm not. I'm not tired. I'm just thinking like. Well, you are rubbing your eyes, which is usually a subconscious. Yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, actually, you have to, if I'm rubbing my hair, I am tired. Okay. Um. The on the topic of obsession, like, like I said, I'm 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 almost at this point I'm obsessed talking about this movie and how much and my frustrations with it. But all part of the process. Uh, I do get it out now because we never have to talk about it again. After this. That's true. I do. I I will say the most the character that was most interesting to me the entire movie was Sarah. Even though she got the least to do. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason why is she was the only character that knew who she was 
<laughs> like she like she she knows herself. Not only that, not the only character who knew herself and didn't need someone else to reveal it for her. No, yeah, she was she, she was in, she t- was in control. She so and that ex, like she exudes control. She's obsessed with control. Oh, I don't she, I don't necessarily agree. No. She exudes control and self-assuredness. But she doesn't need control at all times. He needs control. And that, okay, Alma uh, uh, that's wants fair. control, and ultimately gets it, or gets her share of it. So okay, so you're saying, Cyril has control. He needs control. Alma wants control. Yes, that's fair. I agree with that. But I think that's that's probably what makes her it's, the it's most. That one line that I mentioned before. If you were, she, she finally says to him, "I will run through you," and there is yeah. nothing you can do about it. If there's any character that it wouldn't be absolutely repulsive for you to relate to, it would be her. And that's because of all these nonsense people, she's the only one that sees through everything going on. Yes. And I... Even though she was a bit nonsense herself, some of it was a little ridiculous, but... It was also self-aware. She knew it was nonsense. Right, it was a, it was a device. Was a she had to do it. <laughs> she knew it was a role. She knows her place. Mm-hmm. The other two, he thinks he knows his place and realizes how wrong he is or how much that needs that his place needs to change. And Alma is growing into it because that's the thing. Over the course of yeah. the run, she starts with... She's a clumsy flirt at the beginning. Right. And... She becomes powerful and self-assured, but it required all of this to get there. She would never been there on her own, and she realized she craves it, and that's what she wants, and that's what she chases eventually and gets it, right? Yeah. Even though it's probably not good for her, she gets it, and that's what she wants, but she would have never gotten there on her own. Cyril is self-contained. She knows herself. Mm -hmm. She knows her place, and for better or worse, or some point in between, she accepts it, and she plays her part, and ultimately she's probably the happiest of the three of them, even though she only smiles like one and a half times <laughs> in the movie. Right. And it packed a punch when she did it. You know what's great about that is, I'll boil this down for you, so he's uh, at, at, at breakfast, right? And he hates, he doesn't want to talk, and he's uh, he kind of throws a little bit of a tantrum, like, you know, we don't talk during breakfast. Nah, like, I'm in control. And then she, you know, she makes him the poison omelet. And she's like, this is how I get in control. And the whole time Cyril's watching both of them, she's like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Going back to, you mentioned it before. Um, that was probably the first scene I really legitimately laughed. And it was like the Martha scene in that you're not supposed to laugh there. Mm-hmm. I laughed. Because if you don't laugh, you'll cry at that scene. And that's why... Wait, sorry, I, which scene? The scene where she's buttering the toast. Oh, yeah. And he storms off, and she says breakfast has to be silent. If you ruin his morning, then it ruins the whole day for him. She goes, I didn't know. She goes, well, how could you have? Right. But now you do. And she smiles. She Well, she smirks in that scene, I think. Yeah. And that's, I laughed out loud at that scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're, that's supposed to be the reaction that you get there. But I think if I didn't, if I didn't allow myself that outlet, I would have felt like you the rest of the movie. Yeah. That's I would have 
stewed in my resentment for the rest <laughs> of the movie. I didn't allow myself that outlet, which I had maybe two or three times during the course of sure. I laughed at the absurdity of the pretension going on in this movie. But then because I allowed myself that outlet and I allowed myself a little bit of separation from the moment, it allowed me to appreciate what was going on. Okay. Well, that's, that's actually, that's kind of funny. I like that. Um, <laughs> I would have been you. <laughs> if I, yes. if I that's I great. I experienced this almost exactly as you did if I didn't allow myself that. And it wasn't, you could call it the luck of the draw. Like there was nothing, I didn't have that tipped off for me in any way. The sure. only thing I really knew before going into this was the one line, and it is a great line, and I laugh, and I think you are supposed to laugh at that, even though it's in the midst, it's one of those things we've talked about a lot this this year, specifically on the show, that injecting humor into a situation that otherwise screams that humor shouldn't be allowed here. The line where he says, were you sent here to ruin my night and possibly my life? Mm. I laughed at that scene. I think you're supposed to laugh at that line even though it's in the midst of what looks like an imploding relationship that's dirty and grimy and cringy. And I felt physically uncomfortable during the duration of that scene because it's like, yeah, this is a really shitty guy talking to someone who's way out of their depth at that moment in time. Right. Before she understands the level of power she has or can have. Mm -hmm. You're just watching everything crash down around and you're like, Oh man, this is going to devastate this woman. Yeah. Um, it's bad and it's as serious as anything. And again, that is the first scene where there is zero music of any sort behind it. And I laughed at that line because it is a funny line. Because it's, it's, it's a man baby having a temper tantrum. Man baby. That's what he is. That's I mean, what it a, should say. When the credits roll, he's a man say child. Daniel Day-Lewis, man baby. Like you said, he's a guy, he's a he's an adult man with mommy issues, right? Yeah. He is a man baby. He is not a fully developed man. No matter how much he is an adult and his pursuits of life and career and hobbies are all adult manly things, he is a child developmentally. Yeah. Like emotionally, he is stunted. He is not a full adult. And that single line, everything else is just, can be chalked up to this whole idea of this tragic suffering artist right right this genius who doesn't who's not understood by his peers who lives in a house where he knows that everyone else will let him down every day and he just throws a temper tantrum with that line and i laughed and i mm -hmm. if, i think you i think you are supposed to laugh i'm saying that i think you're supposed to laugh in that line that's fair that's fair interesting See, as many of these things, though, that you'll come up with that are like, it is interesting. It's fun to talk about. I'm glad that we're talking about this now for a couple of reasons. One, um, I'll never have to talk about this again. I mean, I'm not really going to bring it up. I mean, I might make a joke oh, sure. about something here or there, but we're never going to sit down and talk about this movie again. We've talked about a bunch of other movies we've done for the show. And I'm sure we'll talk about a whole bunch of other ones again. Yeah. We'll reference this movie on a scale of how much do you hate this movie? On a scale of episode eight to the Phantom Thread. Oh, I thought it was going to be on a scale of good time to Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is below. Ooh, that's a really good one. Which one if, do you If hate? I absolutely had to watch one of these two movies again, 
Which one would I watch? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. I think I would eat an omelet instead. <laughs> Is that fair? Uh, what I was going to say before you answered was, you don't get to pick the shorter one. Oh, I, I was going to say I would I would probably end up picking the shorter one. I guess, okay, if I absolutely... This sucks. I really don't want to say this. If I absolutely no, had I to watch... No, because I want you to take the easy way out of, like, oh, no. my suffering will be over shorter. If I absolutely had to watch one of the two of these movies again, I would probably watch this one. Okay, and, and that's that's good. That's fair, because like I said, this has real merit to it, unlike Good Time. And I'm not saying probably. I I would watch this one. There is real merit to this movie, even if you don't like it or enjoy sure. it in any way. And that was what I came up out of this is, and that's why I didn't hate it. It was because I, I saw enough in this to appreciate what it was that I experienced, even if I didn't necessarily want to ever experience it again. I think if this was a movie that I watched, if this was like one of those, like, you know, quick HBO, throw this on. Oh, oh, I want to watch something tonight. I heard something about this movie. I think I would have come out of it not enjoy i wouldn't i would there was no there's no part there's no way i watched this movie and i fully enjoy it that's just not going to happen but i would have watched it and i wouldn't have resented it i mean much. that's basically what i did last night and yeah and i think the the biggest problem was i was watching it in the context of it being a best picture nominee which i talked about already and that is not fair to that's not fair to the other movies that is not fair to the other actors there's always going to be movies like that. Yep. Every, every year there, that are is, there are there every year there is. It's, it's. I mean, listen. Is it more egregious that this was nominated, or that Gravity won, let alone be nominated? That's fair. Um, I think it's. I think they're equal travesties. No, because this has <laughs> real artistic merit, and that's what really the best picture is supposed to to be rewarding. This movie, if you're putting up over the last 10 years, because I know there's been, over time, there's different epochs in what the Academy looks at and reveres, right? Sure. In the last 10 years, if you line up all the movies that were nominated for Best Picture, Gravity is the one that's like, one of these things is not like the other. Not this movie. Mm. That's fair. And that one won it. That's fair. Yeah, that was... that. Ugh. We're not even gonna get into that. Um, no, it's, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I I would watch this over Good Time. I will give you that. Um, I will take this steaming pile of shit over that steaming pile of shit. Okay, how's that? So we're back to turd sandwich versus giant dish. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Did you? You sound like you had another. We were talking about. No, obsession. I mean, there's a couple other things that we could talk about, but we got. We got there. We got most of it, man. I mean, there's other stuff that's that I think would be interesting, but this has already been a very long episode. So can you like, can you shine a, a little producer, bit of light on? If we had a the... producer, they would be prodding us with a cattle prod. Uh, about about an hour and a half ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, before we leave, though, can you can you shine a little light onto the conversation that you and Mike had? I I could read some of it if you want. Oh, that'd be great. Because uh, it, it happened via text. Um, now, okay. And, and you know what? You'll see Mike on Saturday. Yeah, I will. Of us can talk not about this movie. No, we're done talking about this movie. We're done with but that. But we can That's... talk about the idea behind I'm closing this. the book on that part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 
So uh, what I guess what I'm most curious about is, did he watch it and then wanted to see an episode on it, or did he watch it because of how I've talked about it in the past? Well, I think a lot like you, um, I think he typically um, he typically watches all of those movies okay. to keep himself up on it for the Academy. So I don't know. I actually don't even know if he watches the Oscars themselves. But, but I think like you have to be pictures. informed about the whole sure, because um, he watches a ton of movies, probably more even than you or I do. Um, so I will read to you now how this conversation started. He said, "If the Phantom Thread, this was on November fifteenth. <laughs> Damn. If the, if the Phantom Thread's on HBO and and no one's there to watch it, is it still miserably boring?" <laughs> uh, I don't mean to praise it so much, but wow. Geostorm could have replaced it in the best picture category. Whoa. <laughs> so I said, I have to watch so we can do an episode. I said, I'm thinking I might devil's advocate it without telling Anthony and see if I can get him to snap. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and so that was how it goes. He said, you know, he laughed and he said he'd have to see it. He'd have to see through it, which you ultimately did. I wanted to pick something evocative enough. I wanted to provoke you. This is a delight. Yeah. Um, you went too even, hard, I think. What? You went too hard. Well, I thought of a bunch of different. I wanted to come up some of that. I was basically a narrative dancer saying it was a delight or you a know, treat. You know what could have really. You know what would have probably like actually set me on fire? Like, I would have probably spontaneously combusted if you told me that this movie was necessary. I was expecting more rage than defeat. Necessary. Was the word you could have used that that word? I would have no, but see, I, I would have been. Funny. I would I wouldn't have seen through it. I would have thrown glasses. I would have jumped out the window. Like it would have been I, bad. <laughs> I didn't think. See, I didn't think that was strong enough. Okay, all right. You might have got um, the job done though. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I, I. I wanted something strong enough. I wanted some juicy bait for you to throw yourself at. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I guess the light the light works for that. It was. Ninety nine percent of me knew knew you were kidding, and I I felt that I felt obligated to buy into it just for the sake of the show. But there was definitely that one percent that was nagging at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so it wasn't an entirely a lost cause. And like he said, he said he'd he'd probably have to see through it. He said this is what he said. I always pause a movie when I have to do something. So far, I've done dishes, took a piss, <laughs> put away dry cleaning and laundry, and during my little escapes from this. Black experience never paused. That's that's. And then this he, movie. Gave, they, he gave his re, his reviews. Uh, I said definitely have to check out positive reviews so that I can sell it. I said I'm gonna have to practice this. And I did check around, <laughs> and I actually didn't really get anything that I use as, co- as far as content. Okay. Um, so then he started sending me, you know, like when you see the little things, like the little taglines that they put on the commercials, like you yeah, know, yeah. For, like the positive reviews. Masterfully tedious. <laughs> Exquisitely mundane. If you like watching paint dry, then you'll love Phantom Thread. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. And I said, I think I'd have to journey there after opening with faux sincerity. Otherwise, I think he might have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is what I did. I, I let you have enough time. I sold it by giving you several minutes before ultimately unveiling even though i i figured you knew that that or at least whether you knew or were just really hoping that it was all a dream 
because you met me with defeat more than anger. Well, that's the thing. I knew I knew delight was an exaggeration, but my worst fears were almost realized in that you actually enjoyed it, <laughs> and that and that that was enough to that was enough to I I might have lost a year off my life. That was that was painful. All right, you want to uh, wrap this episode that, up? I, I'm done. Are right, you done? Yeah. I'm done. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. Thanks for joining us on this ridiculous journey. We'll be back <laughs> next week for White Christmas. Next week? Yeah. White Christmas. Yeah. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Alessandro Bielsi. Cheers. <laughs>